We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, why, hello there, Ivy Nation. How are y'all tonight? We are back with you for, uh, we are going to be talking about the Notre Dame uh, and the college football playoff here soon. But of course, we're waiting on this ridiculous basketball game to get over that is now in two overtimes because ESPN has decided that they can't put the college football playoff show on, on any of their other 13 channels. So we have to wait for this basketball game to get over. I actually have all the ESPN channels kind of showing right now. So there are there's Maction on a couple of those games right now, Ryan. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch any Maction tonight, but we figured we're going to go live now anyway and have some fun. So we'll we will do things a little bit different since we're going to kind of be live during the presentation. What we're going to do is just kind of discuss it as it goes. So we'll just comment comment on it as it goes, and then uh, we will then just you know have some fun talking about it, give our thoughts and our opinions. We'll talk about what it means for Notre Dame. We'll talk about our overall rankings like we always do. And have some fun with it. But uh, until then, Brian, you and I decided we're going to go live and we're going to have a little impromptu Q&A with everybody because we said we were going to go live a little after 930 no matter what. And who knows when this basketball game is going to be over. So we figured, hey, let's go live now. Talk to our people, our friends, our family, our community here at Irish Breakdown and and uh, have some fun with it. So if you guys have some things you want to discuss, some questions that you have and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get after it. So it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a fun week. Of course, now there's an injury. I hope that kid's okay. Ryan, wh- I was thinking about this. Where are you in the in the game right now? Like, how, wh- what are you saying? Because I'm I'm thinking I'm probably behind you since I'm streaming. We're so at, right now we're at two minutes and forty one seconds in the second. Have they inbounded the ball yet? Yes, they just inbounded the ball. Okay, so, so we're not too far off. Yeah, we're not yeah. too far off. So that's good. Reminds us of an idea we're, we're going to try. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do it yet. But we're actually contemplating sort of going live during the USC game. We wanted to kind of mm-hmm. get all y'all's opinion on this. We, we're thinking about going live during the USC game and just talking. what we Just watching the game and talking about the game and sharing our opinions and just kind of watching it live with y'all. So we're not sure if we're going to do that or not. Uh, we're kind of curious to hear what people would think about that, if that's something that people would like to do. So... 
we'll uh we'll probably do like a poll on it get some people's feedback on it here now uh obviously um i think it'd be fun so we'll see just gotta gotta plan a few things out and see if that's gonna gonna work for us or not including the fact that you know some of us stream some of us are on you know you know different cable cable situations and so we're like how do we get the games all on the same <laughs> all on the same time because like i'm talking we're on the we're watching the we we're after the the post game show on saturday we're all watching a game and and uh sean's reacting to the end of the old miss alabama game and i'm like i don't know what happened yet they haven't snapped the ball yet you know what i mean and ryan i think you were behind it as well you were behind a little bit as well so yeah we were like dude don't say anything or no actually we did say we did want to say something but uh so we found out that Ole Miss lost before we even saw it. So just be, we'll see, we'll see. So we got a, we got over a week to figure that out. Obviously, that's not really an option for home games. We got, but uh, we got a, but we'll, we got a good, we got a good name in the chat, Brian. Instead of the Manning cast, could just be the Driscoll cast. The Driscoll cast. Yeah, that'd be a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, a little bit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Ryan? Pop, pompous. Yeah, it's like I don't like putting my name on things. Like when I uh, <laughs> when first started. You know, was kind of thinking of different names and talking to people for some inspiration. People were always talking about, you know, putting my name on. I was like, yeah, I just don't, I don't think that's really me. I want to have like a name on it. So we'll see. But uh, the company has Driscoll on it, but as far as like the shows and stuff. So yeah, Garth Cassidy, we, uh, I will, I haven't had a chance to watch the, uh, the, the post, the, we got a super chat from Garth Cassidy. I haven't had a chance to watch the press conference yet. I've had a lot of people texting me saying, hey, you need to watch the, press conferences today but i haven't had a chance to watch them yet so but yeah we'll we'll uh we'll talk about it tomorrow i'm sure it'll be a topic of conversation tomorrow during our shows we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brian, is it bad so, that yeah. this is this is my first basketball game that I've watched this year from college basketball? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's only a third game each for these. Pretty teams, much my so. first. I've had it yeah. on in the background a couple times, but yeah. yeah, I I used to watch games like this all the time. I just haven't had the time. Yeah, I, I love this kind of this time of year where you get all these because in basketball they still 
they still do the whole, you know, hey, let's play good teams thing. Like I was having a debate with somebody today, like if Michigan doesn't go undefeated, they should not be rewarded by getting in the playoff because if Michigan gets into the playoff with a conference loss and doesn't even play their, their conference championship game and they get in with that non-conference schedule, every team in the country is like, why the heck would we ever play a good non-conference opponent ever again other than a traditional rival? It would just it would be really bad for the sport in my opinion. So, uh, oh, that's definitely a travel. So I hope that that uh, definitely doesn't happen. Definitely doesn't happen. So we got another super chat here from Brian B. Yes, live during USC with the consistency problems from OC and QB play. Thoughts on hiring someone for QB development and let Tom Reese focus on play calling. Keep up the great work. You know, the, the problem with that, Ryan, and, and this is the kind of thing we continue to talk about is, look, if you're going to hire a quarterbacks coach, who are you going to get rid of while right. also keeping Tom Reese? Which assistant coach are you going to get rid of? Because in order for that really to happen, you have to hire a full-time coach. And the reason I say that is you're – you're not going to hire someone sort of experienced enough to have an impact at quarterback coaching without hiring. You can't hire an analyst, right? So let's just say hypothetically they hired David Cutcliffe as an analyst. He's going to work with quarterbacks. All he can do with quarterbacks is work with them in the film room. He can't be on the field coaching them up. So you can't really do that. And then if you're going to hire someone as a GA, well, they have a GA. They have Gus Ragland, who Notre Dame faced couple of years ago when he was at Miami of Ohio, he was a quarterback in Miami of Ohio. Well, Tommy Reese is not going to listen to a G8, nor is any other offensive coordinator who's also a quarterback's coach in America going to let a GA take full responsibility for the quarterback room. And, and mm-hmm. because of the rules, it's not like you used to be able to go like hire former players. Like remember when um, I think it was Texas A&M hired like Chester McLaughlin as their GA. Oh, and really? the dude was like somebody like him. And it was a guy was like 30 and he'd kind of retired from the NFL. And then they changed the rule. Like you can only be X number of years removed from, from uh, college football or, you know, from your playing career. So Michigan State's so about like, to win this thing. So like James Laurinaitis? <sighs> yeah, but like he's not a – yeah, I mean, but he's – I'm trying to think there was some kind of reason that they could make it happen with him. It was kind of strange. Like yeah. I don't know if he graduated or something. I don't know. But uh, it's it's all strange. I don't know why they're so ridiculous about stuff like do, that. But Do you, th- do you think if – so, Brian, let's say in a hypothetical that Tommy Reese does come back and Marcus Freeman, though, is adamant about helping the quarterback development. Do you think that Tommy Reese would ever be open to still being the offensive coordinator, but maybe coaching another position to make that room type of conversation? You know, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I hope I hope I'm wrong, but I don't. Uh, and I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes when I was his age. I would not have been OK with that, most likely. I, yeah. You know, I, I would hope so. And then if, let's say, Coach Freeman does go in that regard, that direction, then what what would Coach Reese's reaction to it be? I don't know the answer to that either. Right. And honestly, I mean, I, I think part of it, too, is, is, is uh, again, even if he was willing and open to bring somebody in like that, I go back to my original question. Who do you get rid of? Jared Parker? Chancey Stuckey? Dylan McCullough? Like, what position are you going to have Tommy? Brian Mason? You know, I mean, because you can't get rid of a defensive coach. You're not going to have only three assistant coaches on defense out of ten. And you, you know what I mean? Can't, definitely can't get rid of a Broyles Award semifinalist or whatever. Your is, best right? assistant coach, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. You know, uh, so it's just it's it's a challenge, and there's nobody. It's and there's none of the coaches like you can't look at like Jared Parker and say, well, he could coach quarterbacks because he's never coached quarterbacks before. So I, I doubt that that would be the direction to go with it. So the reality is, is just look. 
he's just going to have to continue to do a better job and 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 just grow and develop as a coach. Oh, that's a great way to end it right there. Little alley oop action. So, you know, I if if he leaves, I mean, you're probably going to go hire an OC that coaches quarterbacks. I mean, there's a lot of people to do it. I think this focus on it is a little bit overblown. I think Coach Reese needs to get better at it and 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 continue to grow and develop as coach. And that's the thing we all have to remember about Tom Reese. He's only 30. He's going to get better as a coach. As long as he's willing to be open to, hey, I didn't do this well and I did this well. Every every coach, I don't care if you've been coaching for three years or 30 years, You at the end of the year, you need to be able to look back and say, hey, look, here's where we did a good job and here's where we didn't do a good job. Yep. And if he's willing to do that, then you know I think we'll see some growth and continue to get better. But it's just going to be um, – it's just going to continue to be a, a an issue until the play gets better. That's, that's I, just the reality of it. I, I do forget a lot that Coach Reese is literally younger than I am. You know, like it, I feel mm-hmm. like people kind of think he's a finished product. And I know that, you know, you need to want to grow in order to grow, right? Like those right. things are, are they're mutual. You have to have those two things. But, I mean, it's not like he's a finished product. He could get a whole lot better. He could have a lot of growth. Right. So I, I, right. And I feel like people have kind of just – given up on him completely, which right. is, I think, a little little, little right. short-minded, a little right. you know, nearsighted. So. As long as he's willing to, like you said, to grow, then then there's always a chance it'll it'll get better. And and so we'll, we'll see. And But again, let's see how the season finishes, right? I mean, if, if, Ty, if Drew Pine goes out there and rips it the next three games or something like that, then maybe it's like, hey, he did get better or something like that. I mean, you know, well, let's just, let's just, hey, you know what I'm going to say, right? Let's let it play out a little bit, right? And then we'll uh, we'll be able to figure out kind of what what comes next. But I do appreciate the super chat very very much, Tommy Guns. This is why the future of the Driscoll Sports Media Empire is so. I, I see what he did there. The little the little vital, but he said vital. I like that vital. Dick vital. It was yeah. nice seeing Dick back in the um, seeing Dick vital back in the uh, doing games because you know he. I don't think he did any games last year because of the the cancer in his throat stuff situation. So. It was definitely good to see him back uh, back doing it. Here's where we go. You're down six points with 13 seconds left. And as I said on the show earlier, the last 30 seconds of this quarter is going to last longer than the two overtimes combined. Well, Kentucky's Kentucky's going to knock down a three. Then mm-hmm. Michigan State's going to miss both free throws. And we're going to knock down another three. And then we're going to go to triple, triple yeah. overtime. It's going to happen. Yeah. Nah, if it does, I'm holding you 100% responsible for that happening, just so you know. So just brace yourself uh, for – being ticked at you. So let's see. Anybody, anybody got any other questions in there? Got some questions here from y'all tonight. We got the one uh, the one from uh, Brian B. Got the one from Tommy Guns. People talking basketball. That'll be interesting. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, unranked Sparty knocking off Kentucky. The same night Syracuse gets upset is a fantastic early start of the season. That's one reason I do like non-conference college basketball because you get all types of Wild stuff like this, you know, and you know, great teams can get knocked off by nobodies in college basketball early in the season too. That's that's also part of the fun, you know. You'll never see a equivalent of a Maryland Eastern Shore knocking off a number one seed like Virginia in football. It'll never happen. Would never happen. Nah. So, yeah. Everyone keeps yeah. coming at my uh, my curtains, man. I just don't understand why it's such a What's that? topic. Well, yeah, it's just that strange. Kristen Wade, new curtains for Ryan. Curtains are yeah. fine, man. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Spark5219, is Tom Reese's father, Bill Reese, involved with the Notre Dame football program in any way? I saw he was on the Notre Dame Marcus Freeman show replay from the Navy game. He's always on that show, I understand. But, yeah, he works in the back office of Notre Dame. So he's been around the program for years. He does a lot of evaluating. And I don't think he does as much of that anymore, but he was for a while. Like Clark Lee relied on him a lot for evaluating players. And uh, so yeah, he's he, he's involved. In that. He was a longtime NFL scout. He was, uh, I think, the recruit. I think he was the like the recruiting coordinator for UCLA for a while when Terry Donahue was still the head coach. So he's been around the game for a long time, very long time. Uh, Milton fan, uh, Brian, you think Marcus Freeman could coach quarterbacks? No, no, he could not. <laughs> no, that's not that's not happening. Somebody said uh, Charlotte hired a new head coach. Did they hire a new head head coach, Ryan? Did you see that already? Or are we talking already? Are we talking about the Panthers? Or are we talking about college? The Charlotte, the team in college, or? Not sure what we're. Both, uh, oh they yeah, both, they both they both have openings, right? Yeah, Charlotte hired Michigan associate head coach Biff Pogey as its next head coach. That's a little weird. He was a high school coach for weird. a long time um, before going to Michigan, so that's a little strange. Wait, well, very, what was his role in Michigan? Was he was Michigan? the associate head coach. I don't think he had an on-field role. So yeah, that's a little strange. Yeah, I think wasn't I, he the head coach at? Um, Gil, yeah, Gilman and, and France. I thought he was at – maybe his son went to DeMatha. I thought he had some sort of connection to DeMatha, but he was at Gilman for a long time. I believe he was the head coach when um, Victor Abiyamiri and and Ambrose Wooden were there, I think, but I mm. could be I could be wrong on that. So is he a, he's an older gentleman then? or oh, Older, like not, I don't know about like that older, but yeah, he's older. Yeah. I mean, he had a I'm son just, that played college football recently that went through college I, football already. So, yeah. I, I was just trying to compare it to what they, I mean, obviously they just had Will Healy as their head coach, right? Who was like an MCS yeah. younger guy. Yeah. So, just yeah. you know, going in the I polar opposite the direction. Route. Yeah. You overreact in one direction. Now you overreact in the other direction. Homer TD asked, Brian, are you having a tailgate this weekend? We will not be having a tailgate this weekend. So, that's, um, yeah, it's going to be too cold and just, yeah, we're just going to kind of relax. And uh, let's see. How, come on now. Get to this. Get to this thing. Uh, for those who just joined, we are waiting for the college football playoff show to start. It has not started yet because the Michigan State-Kentucky game went to double overtime. You know, I'm not a big fan of the Michigan State basketball program, uh, Ryan. I don't, I'm don't. i not really a big fan of Michigan State anything, but I do look for them to – I like for them to beat Kentucky. Not yeah. a big fan of Kentucky. Not a big fan of John Calipari, to be completely honest with you. I respect Tom Izzo. He's a great coach. So Yeah. Great coach, just don't like the program. And I don't like how they allowed that program to play the way it did. I don't blame Tom Izzo for that. The league allowed it to be officiated that way. So mm-hmm. uh, UMBC, not Eastern Shore. Yes, it was one of those Maryland schools. UMBC is the one that beat Virginia as a 16th seed. I, still, I believe that's still the only time that that's ever happened. So, yes. But, yeah, I'm shocked that Charlotte already hired their coach. That's a little weird. It's a little strange. Was, was there going to be a high demand for that guy? I mean, that's that's the only thing. I know, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Get in front of the curve, I guess. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. Very, very strange. Ryan Schulte says, fellas, thoughts on Ryan? This will be one that you can answer. Thoughts on game day in my home state of Montana. Who you got, Cats or, or Grizz? Did you see that game day is going to Montana for the Montana-Montana State game? Yeah. So I, I, heard, that, who, I heard that it's a wild game usually. I know it's uh, – Yeah. Ryan, there's a – there's a name for that game, right? Like there's like a, a title behind I'm that not game, sure. I believe. Let's look it I'm up. I'm trying to remember, but because I, I know that that's usually a big one because obviously Bobcats have been really good for Montana State. Grizzly mm-hmm. have been 
tremendous for Montana. I have to See think. Just name. Great Divide team. Trophy, Ryan. Ooh, it's called like the Great that. Divide Trophy. So yes, that was the name. Interesting. Well, I know, yeah. I know those teams. So I mean, traditionally they've played really good defenses. Both teams. The okay. Dutton, someone just said the Dutton Bowl. I don't know. Um, Montana State has a really good. <laughs> I think rushing. that has to do. Does isn't that the 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 show Yellowstone? Isn't their names the Duttons? Isn't that? Yes, I believe they are. I yeah. believe they are. Okay. So, so someone said something yeah. about Yellowstone earlier in the in the show yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, of course they're going to commercial. Yes. Uh, yeah, figures, <laughs> figures how that's going to go. So I, I am so over these, um, these commercials with this guy. Like they were really funny at first, but now they're just like beyond absurd. So, so yeah. And it's per- that is pretty cool for the uh, Montana and Montana State fans. So Brian, I mean, you literally yeah. have USC and UCLA this weekend, and that's I Ryan. I like doing that once a year. I like them doing that once a year where they pick a really big FCS game to go to. Yep. And, you know, go to that route. I, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Cause I mean, look, it's giving respect to them, those programs, um, you know, showing love to FCS. Plus, I don't know. I just like it. I'd rather do that than another installment of USC, U- UCLA, <laughs> or another installment of Alabama and whoever, you know, I think it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Deal. You know what I heard? Heard um, is pretty cool is uh, when North Dakota State and South Dakota State face off in North Dakota mm-hmm. State for, in the Fargo Dome. I heard that's a pretty wild crowd. Now that's the Fargo Dome. My I had a friend that coached there. Um, mm-hmm. Kid I played college ball with Scott Schwarzer was a GA there back in the day. He said uh-huh. it gets pretty loud in that stadium, even though it's it's not like real big. But he said it gets it gets loud in there. He said, so. yeah. North Dakota State fans are really good fans, man. They really are. Yeah, there's good football up that direction, man. It really is. And Montana only, used to be great. I mean, they've only won like seven of the last ten national championships or something like that. That's so, true. you know. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, my thing is it's not just that one program. It's like the whole – like South Dakota – was it South Dakota yes. State was in the playoffs South, last South Dakota year, right? State's a very good team. North Dakota's yeah. been pretty good the last couple of years. South Dakota's a solid, tough, full football team too. Mm-hmm. So, to your point, you're right. That whole Missouri Valley, I mean, because that even extends mm-hmm. to like Northern Iowa and all those teams as well. So, yeah, yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I like I like having that. I'm not gonna lie. I like having that every now and then. So, uh, Mister Two any update on the analyst position? Name says they have open. Hope they fill it. Even better is if they could get an experience. They're not going to get a guy right now. I mean, there are two se- two games left in the season. Anybody you can get right now is not going to be most likely not going to be worth having. Right. So uh, I just don't. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't see that one. I don't see that one happening at all. So, yeah. But uh, Milton fan, Brian, thoughts on Chris Tyree getting snubbed this year? Uh, look, I just <laughs> we've talked about it a lot. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, look, I know your run games built around duo and all this, and he's not a duo guy. Then be smart enough to figure out other ways to use him. It's just there's no way to there's no way you cannot use that guy. There's no way you can justify not using that guy. So yeah, we'll see. If, Tyler if, Evans. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say only, if only teams were allowed to play two running backs in the backfield at once and utilize I know, their right? strengths, if only. Exactly. And if only we had any evidence at all of that working this year or against anyone good like Clemson or North Carolina. 
Tyler Evans, do you think there's going to be a shocking head coaching fire in college football this year? What do you think, Ryan? I, I probably not. Who? I mean, who would it be? I was I was told. So here's a little insight for everyone. I was told by someone close to Texas A and M, um, kind of on the media side of things, that there's zero chance Jimbo's going to get fired this year. It would be oh, after yeah. next season if they're right. going to kind of work through that buyout type of situation. So yeah, I don't they got to get like ten million off that deal a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, like, who else is in a who's in a position that you would be like, wow, I'm, that's shocking that that's going to happen. I don't, I, yeah. I can't even think of anybody. I'm looking at it now, Ryan. If they wait till next year, they basically chop off nine million. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to because if they bought them out this year, it'd be eighty five point nine five million. If they wait till next year, it's seventy six point eight. If they just wait two years, it gets almost eight nineteen million lower. Yeah, you know, and you got to think, hey, look, he just had a number one class. Let's give him time to see what he can do with it, and you know, but. So we said Hunter Land thoughts on Denson not getting a contract renewal. I I hadn't heard that honestly. I hadn't really paid a whole lot of. Um, What's that, Charleston? I hadn't Southern? really paid a whole lot of attention for him. Yeah, they're bad. So, they're a bad football yeah. team. So yeah, I'm not shocked. I mean, he was not a very good coach at Notre Dame, and so I'm not. I'm not shocked at that at all. Yeah, it looks like they dismissed him. So I'm not shocked by that. He was a. Um, he he needs to find something different to do. He, he he doesn't have the he doesn't have the desire to do the things you need to do to be a good uh, successful coach. So, give me one second. I got a an ESPN app open somewhere that's making noise in my by background. Give me a second. But anyway, so. Jimbo, I mean, Ryan, I mean, I'd be curious if there was anything he could do. Like, there's got to be something that you could look at and say, hey, if this happens, then that's then it happens then. But I, I think they'd have to have, like, an utter collapse. I really do. They, they, yeah, I mean, my buddy told me that. All right, so we was... got the top 25, Cincinnati 25, yep. NC State 24, Oregon State 23, Oklahoma State 22, Tulane 21. So we'll see Notre Dame in this next batch of rankings. So let's uh, or so Oregon State twenty. So they're back. In, they're back in now. They weren't ranked last week. Oklahoma State wasn't ranked last week. Two lane drop down. Um, so yeah, three new teams in the top twenty five. Well, some. Well, I should say not three new, but back in. I think this is the first time Cincinnati's been in, but Oklahoma State and Oregon State are back in. They were in earlier, Ryan. What were you going to say yeah. about your buddy? I just wanted to jump in and give those. Oh, no, just just that kind of reiterating what I said before, that next year after that season, if it's a disaster, that would kind of be the year. But he told me that right. if they win eight or nine games next year, they would kind of be content with him moving forward, which is pretty wild. wild to me. So yeah. Notre Dame up to 18. So 20 is yep. UCF. Uh, 19 is Florida State at 7-3. and three. Notre Dame is up to 18. And Washington jumps all the way up to number 17. So you got to boost up those Pac-12 rankings. UCLA falls <laughs> down to 16. I'm sorry. Was that was that um, a little too sarcastic, Ryan? A little too sarcastic and ton- condescending? It was just oh, slight shade. Sure. Just slight. Yeah, a little bit. The thing that bothers me about that kind of ranking is, is, is one thing that the committee has always done is they've always been really good about avoiding the recency bias that plagues the regular polls. 
And that's the danger when you run into new committee members. And I've, I feel like this year's committee is a lot more recency bias. Kansas State goes up four spots to number 15. After their win, Ole Miss falls down to number 14, even though they still have yet to beat anybody worth anything. Carolina's up two spots to 13 at 9-1. and one. Oregon falls six spots to number 12. So here's my thing. If you're going to jump, how is Oregon behind Penn State? Again, that's a recency bias thing. Who has Penn State beat? It's a recency bias. This is garbage. If you're going to jump Washington all the way up to 17, then then why is Penn State ahead of them? That makes zero sense. Zero sense. So one of my immediate reactions, Ryan, is we're seeing a lot of of flaws in the process this year of the rankings that I feel like we're not there in the past. And I wonder how much the new members are doing that because way too much. This is what happened last week. There's no way you can tell me that Oregon was sixth last week and Penn state was 14 and one weekend of football is going to change that. Yeah. It, th- there's, there's no way, there's no way that makes any sense to me. So I, I just don't get that. Utah for a second yeah. there, it looked like Indiana's logo. That was kind of weird. <laughs> did, didn't it? Right, right? I was like, yeah, that's kind of well, weird. The, the Hoosiers are eating too. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. Really jumping those guys up there. That's pretty interesting. So Utah at number 10. Here's the slow reveal section of the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Texas fell out. That's one that definitely jumps out at me. As Texas fell yeah. out this week. Clemson number nine. Yep. So they jumped up a spot to number nine. I'm curious to see. Alabama's going to still be ranked. That's so absurd. Well, they beat a good Ole Miss team that hasn't beaten anybody. You know, we got to pump up the SEC. It's a joke. Absolutely. Wonder, wonder, wonder how many spots Alabama moved up for that win. I know, right? They went on the road and beat Ole Miss. Who's Ole Miss, Ole Miss beat? That's beside the point. Don't change the, change the subject. <laughs> so absurd. So absurd. Come on, guys, get the rankings out. We had to wait an hour an hour to get this release, okay? You don't need to jerk around and give. just get there the rankings are. out. Then you can talk about stuff. Alabama, number eight. Okay, they just stayed one spot ahead of them. They right. shouldn't that's be not, that's they not as bad be. as I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Yeah. It's not as bad. Yeah, you thought they were going to jump them up like four spots just because <laughs> it's Bama. Like Old six or Bama. seven, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could have definitely seen that. That wouldn't have shocked me at all. At yeah. all. So ridiculous. I mean, they they beat a dominant Ole Miss team, so they should have jumped up at least two or three spots. They're not going to give us number seven. They're going to do this whole play this whole game. These guys are going to talk and say a bunch of new CFP top seven revealed. Why? 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 (laughs) 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 Got to get Kirk Street on there. So So you probably have what? uh, USC there at uh, at seven. Ryan, is that? Because wasn't USC eight last week? I believe so. So yeah. I, yeah, I believe they were eighth last week. Yeah, USC yeah. was eighth. Now, what would be interesting is you know, with LSU's ugly win over Arkansas, if you're going to look at recency, the way that they're doing the recency bias, maybe jump USC ahead of LSU. That'd be maybe. interesting. But I mean, there's not going to be any differences. I mean, eight, seven, five, four, three, two, and one all won this weekend. So I mean, they're not going to move guys around. Yeah, who, who's going to move? They dropped all Oregon out already, so who's going to move? So well, I mean, going to be US, USC should be in the top five. I mean, they have a Joe Moore award winning finalist uh, offensive oh line. Gosh. So 
semifinalist, wasn't it? Or is oh, that sorry? Is it, yes, yeah. it may be the semifinalist, but yeah. either way, it's stupid. It's still ridiculous. Still, yeah. why are they put oh. number seven up here? Come, come on. Oh. George is uh, one, of course. It's a weird that's reveal, a, that's man. It's a, a weird reveal. Yeah. I don't like this. They've been doing one, two, three, and four, like one and two for um last couple weeks because it's obvious. Yeah. So, I mean, why are they doing this? It's going to be the same. It's going to be what Michigan was three last week, right? Yep. So nothing's going to change. Michigan's going to be a three. TCU's going to be a four. Duh. I mean, guys, nothing changed. Why, why are we having this conversation? You guys are making this anti this climactic for no reason whatsoever. TCU's going to be four. Tennessee's going to be five. Uh, LSU's going to be six, and USC's going to be seven. Right? I mean, so I, I mean, what's going to change from last week? I would like to see USC leap LSU. That'd be nice, but I don't see it is. happening. So yeah, ooh, shocker! All the top four teams won last week, <laughs> so they're all staying the same. Woohoo! You mean all you the know? undefeated teams are in the top four? Yeah, I know, right? In the same exact <laughs> order you had them in last week. Oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here, guys? What would the Tennessee only beat Missouri by 40? So they're going to drop them down? No, of course not. They're going to leave them at five. And the only question is USC at six and LSU at seven. I would love to see USC's leap LSU. And they should, Ryan. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know. I know that um, I know that USC hasn't really beaten anybody, but they also haven't lost twice and they get beat by 27 points at home. So. Yeah. And LSU was not impressive at all against Arkansas. No. Against a backup quarterback. No. I mean, we talked about it, Brian. They, I know they ended up being cost. down to their third stringer, Ryan. I know. I know they had the the um the North Carolina transfer, right? Whatever his name mm-hmm. is, I forget what his name is. But yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, we talked about it during the game. If KJ Jefferson plays, like, is there any doubt that Arkansas kind of no they win substantially that game. wins that game? I mean, yeah, they win that game. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah, you talk. You're you're talking about uh, Cade Ford. He was from South Florida. You talking about Malik? Oh, yeah, Malik Hornsby's their Florida. backup quarterback. Yeah, South yeah, Florida kid. Cade Fortin's from gotcha. South Florida. Is a South Florida kid. Yeah, gotcha. And he was somewhere down there. It's so weird Come though. On. He was not. He was not very good at South Florida, and now he's yeah. At LSU at six. Big shocker. So the cha- order doesn't change. Like they really drug that out for no reason whatsoever. That was such a waste of time. <laughs> But it is ESPN, guys, so why should we be shocked? So, Ryan, just real quick, Notre Dame at number 18. What are your what are your thoughts on the Irish moving up two spots? I mean, it's, again, we, I mean, you're at number 20, right? So you move up a couple spots. You're, running, you're trending in the right direction. I would say, you know, you're lucky to move up two spots just with how everything's working, and you just had a less than stellar second half perform against Navy. So I think it's a – positive movement for Notre Dame. Again, you beat Boston College this week. Maybe you have a big a big win against USC. I think you're going to be in a fine position when everything is settled and everything really matters for kind of bowl seating and everything. But, you know, I, I think that you can argue a couple teams in front of them. You know, you can have the conversation as far as maybe they should have moved up even one or two more spots up. But I think 18 is fine. I understand it. And you can't ask for too much when Notre Dame just had a less than stellar victory over Navy last week. Ryan, I think if they would have built on the second half like they needed to, you could have made a case. I think Notre Dame's a better football team than Kansas State. I do. But I agree. or you know, but you just watch Kansas State go on the road and destroy Baylor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who's a decent football team? Certainly better yep. than Navy. 
So if Notre Dame would have hung a 50 spot on Navy like they should have, maybe they would have moved up. You know, I, I think should, they should be ahead of Washington. Because, again, you you thought Washington was only, what, twenty good enough to be 25th last week. So they beat Oregon. Well, okay, so now Washington's best win is not as good as Notre Dame's two best wins. Or you know, well, actually their one best win. So Notre Dame has uh, beat a team one spot behind Oregon and then also beat a team three spots ahead of Oregon. You know, so I know the losses are different, but the the wins are much better. So I just, yeah, I don't, that doesn't make a lot of sense. You did, clearly weren't that impressed with them last week. And I still don't understand no. the love for Ole Miss. I don't get that one at all. And I really and, have no clue how that one works. And and I, I think we talked about this last week, Brian, but I think, again, we're going to see the Pac-12 really start to have attrition. I mean, you have US, right. UCLA's in front of Notre Dame right now. USC is obviously right. in front of Notre Dame. Right. They play this week. Someone's going to lose. Yeah. One of those is going right, to lose, yeah. So. And just so sure. people understand, we're not arguing that Notre Dame should be up now. We were saying is if Notre Dame would have handled business against Navy, they would have had a yes. case to move up so ahead of some of these teams. My yeah. issue with Washington is, is, is the overreaction to their win last week. You jump mm-hmm. them up eight spots. That's, to me, a significant overreaction to one weekend, which is something the playoff committee has always said that they avoid. Is right. It's all about the overall resume. Now, look. Washington definitely should have jumped up because their overall resume is much better now, you mm-hmm. know, with, with, with those losses. But it's kind of like I, – I actually don't mind Washington at 17. I actually thought they were underranked last week, Ryan. I thought that they overreacted way too much to the Arizona State loss. Yeah. And in regard to comparing to Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame has better wins than Washington does. Um, mm-hmm. As far as their two best, you look at uh, Washington, their best win is over number 12 Oregon – Notre Dame's and it was a three-point game, right at home on the road. It's a very good win. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Notre Dame's twenty-one point win over number nine. Their second best win was a three-point home win over number twenty-three Oregon State. Notre Dame's second best win was a thirteen-point road win at number thirteen. The difference mm-hmm. is, is they have a bad loss to Arizona State, who's not very good, but Arizona State's still better than Stanford. You right. know, well, I guess. Stanford beat Arizona State, but rec- well, actually, no, they're the same. They're both three and seven. The difference is they've only got one of those losses. Notre Dame has two when you mm-hmm. look at the the Marshall game. And that's the thing that's frustrating is if you just would have beat Stanford, I'm looking at this Notre Dame being at 18 at seven and three. They're the second highest seven and three team behind Kansas State, who after the whooping they put on Baylor – belongs there based on how Notre Dame played. Even though I think Notre Dame's a better team, Kansas State's got a, a, a better on-paper resume right now. Would you agree with that, Ryan? 100%. Yep. Yeah, but especially based on last week, the most the most recent thing. But yep. um, if they're 8-2 right now, if they just would have beat Stanford or Marshall, I mean, it, it's not inconceivable that they could be where Penn State is, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because they'd have the, the dominant head-to-head over North Carolina. They'd have... I mean, two, the two best – I mean, Georgia right now has the two best wins, right, at 5 and 14. Mm-hmm. And then Notre Dame's right behind them with 9 and 13. I mean, who, who else has better wins than that? I mean, Ohio State's two best wins are 11 and 18. Those aren't better, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm trying to look at this and think who, who's who got the better wins right now. So, what, Oregon would be, what, 10 and 16. So, that's close. Oregon's yes. close because they – Oregon beat UCLA, correct? And they, they, they also beat uh, Utah. Or no, they mm-hmm. haven't played Utah yet. I'm sorry. They haven't played Utah yet. So I take that back. They play Utah this weekend. 
So Oregon's only got the one good win, and that's over uh, number 16 UCLA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they'd be ahead in Oregon and Penn State for sure. The question would be is would they be 10 ahead of Utah? That'd be a very good question. Yep. Very fair question. If they would have beat Stan- just beat Sanford. Yeah. You know, you know honestly, I- Ryan, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Oh, no, I was just I was just gonna say it. Like I always feel like I do shout outs to this team and this coach, but really happy for Jonathan Smith, man. Oregon State's in there at yes. 23. It's awesome. Yes. Good for that, man. Good for them. Yes, no doubt. And and it sets up a really, a really f- I'll say this, Ryan. The next two weeks in the Pac 12 are gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like there's gonna be some really good, interesting games coming on these next two weeks. Uh real quick, uh Notre Dame strength, the record is 21. Their uh, strength of schedule is 18th. Their remaining strength of schedule is 25th, and their game control is now 14th. So I thought that was I thought that was interesting to have them at 14. So with game control, but if you really think about it, like they led Ohio State almost you know more than Ohio State did. They've led mo- they've they've led mo. I mean they never trailed Navy for all the frustration. They never trailed Navy. They jumped on the yeah. right way. Never trailed. Never trailed UNLV. Never mm-hmm. trailed. Well, they trailed North Carolina for like a possession, and that was it. You know, uh, never trailed against. Well, they trailed against Cal. Did they? No, they never. Did they trail against Cal? I don't think so. I think they were always. Uh, I think. I think they were. They might have been like down ten to. I have to look that up real quick. I can't remember that game. The marks on the Cal games kind of bleed together. I think they were up ten to seven at one point in time. Cal was at halftime, and then uh, yeah, they're up ten seven in the Notre Dame. Yeah, they they had a fourth quarter, a third quarter lead over fourth quarter lead over Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame won it in the end. But I mean, they've had they've had pretty good game control this year, and there's been a lot of weird games this year. But here's what the Pac-12 has left, Ryan. The, yep. These next two weeks in the Pac-12, like I said, are going to be a lot of fun. So here's what's coming up this weekend in the Pac-12. Now that they've got the new rankings out, so you're going to have uh, Oregon State plays at Arizona State, who's dangerous, beat Washington. You've got USC, number seven USC, at number 16 UCLA. You've got number mm-hmm. 10 Utah at number 12 Oregon. Oof. See if Oregon get payback for the beatdowns that they got from Utah last week, last year. And then yep. next week, you've got all the rivalry games. You've got Arizona, Arizona State on Friday, UCLA and Cal on Friday. Notre Dame, number 20, number 18 Notre Dame at number seven USC. You're going to have numbers 12 Oregon at number 23 Oregon State. And then Washington plays at Washington State. And Washington State is a quality out this year. They're a tough team. They're, they're, a tough team. they're not an easy out this year. Man, they're a completely oh. different team than they used to be. Brian, we didn't talk about this, man. But how about Arizona beating UCLA this yes. past week, man? We didn't talk about that. That's and they outplayed wild. them. I mean, did you yes. watch that game? They outplayed it. A wasn't little like bit UCLA, of it. Bit UCLA of it, had some mistakes like all teams do. But it, was, it wasn't so much that they just had a bunch of dumb mistakes. Like that's how NC State lost to – Boston College. They just handed them that game. They should have blown yep. Boston College out. You go home and watch that game. They actually played with UCLA the whole game. I mean, just outplayed them. They couldn't stop Jaden Deloria. I was going to say, uh, Delora's played really well since transferring over from Washington State. He's done yeah. a really nice job. Yeah. It, you know, last, last year, their quarterback position was atrocious. This year, it's been yeah. good yeah. for them. Yep. They are, you know, and the, the interesting thing, too, is, I mean, they were a 111 and a not. Real competitive 111, but they had a nice recruiting class last year off yeah. of 111. If they can win one of their two final games, Ryan, they got a shot, shot to do something. I, I, I really do. I think they have a shot to do on the recruiting trail. Yeah. And they've got Arizona State at home this week. 
or excuse me, they have Washington State at home this week and Arizona State at home next week. There's a legitimate shot that Arizona could be a bowl, have a bowl game this year because they beat UCLA. Awesome. If they can just hold hold court at home the next two weeks, Washington State or, or uh, Arizona State, they could be a bowl. I mean, imagine that going from one and eleven to a bowl game. Like, you, that's you know impressive. what else too, Brian? We, we've talked about how the Arizona recruiting base has improved as well with Arizona mm-hmm. State down right now and trying to figure themselves out. Arizona, if they're able to just keep a couple kids in state, a couple of the better recruits mm-hmm. over the next couple of years, they have a chance to turn it around pretty quickly. So it's a good job by mm-hmm. Jen Fish so far. Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, he was an interim head coach at UCLA for a minute, correct? So yeah. when uh, they fired uh, – was it Mora or Durrell? I think it was when they fired Durrell. I think it's when that happened. Durrell. So, Ryan, what are talk to me about some of the things that you look through the rankings tonight. Tell me about some of the things that you like, some things you don't like, some teams you think might be a little too high, a couple teams that you think might be a little bit too low in the latest sure. rankings. Yeah. Well, I think Penn State for me is the one that you start with that I'm just like – again, we're talking about a resume thing, and I understand that they were sitting there with only two losses. So, you know, the win-loss record matters. But, I'm, I mean, I look at it, Brian, I'm just like what, what mm-hmm. wins are really buoying them up to that level, right? Like that's what I'm kind of looking at. And I'm just like, it's a little confusing to me, just a little bit. And I, I think that when you're looking at that one, again, I I think that the eye test has to, I, my, this is my this is my tough part about kind of figuring out these rankings, right? Because I always hear it's about resume. It's about resume. And that's mm-hmm. true. I agree. But then there has to be some part that is a eye test to the thing, right? Because why else would we have people voting for it if the eye test didn't matter at all. And I think when you look at Penn State, you just kind of know it's kind of fool's gold, right? It's not like a true 8-2 and two record. So I don't know. They're, they're just like one of those teams where I just look at it and I just say, I, I don't buy you, right? Like I just don't buy into it too much. So they're the they're the main one that I'm looking at. And I'm just like probably a couple spots too high, you know? I, yeah. It's just they're just – they're the one that I just can't make sense of. And then it's just wild to me again that there's – the Pac-12 has how many teams in the top 17? What's that, four teams in the, in the top yeah, 17 got, from the Pac-12? you got USC at seven. you got Oregon at 12. U- Utah yeah. at 10. Oregon at 12. UCLA at 15. Mm-hmm. So, and then Washington at 17. And then if you go the so entire five. top 25, they got six in the top 25 because Oregon's in there. Oregon State's in the top 25. So yeah. I think that's tops, Ryan, because the yeah. Pac-12, the, the, the SEC has Georgia, Tennessee, Bama, Ole Miss, they only have four. The SEC only has four because Kentucky got yeah. knocked out last week. The Big 12 has TCU. Let's see here. TCU, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. So that's three. The ACC has Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State, and NC State. That's four. Mm-hmm. And then there's three group of fives, an independent. And then the Big Ten has – Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and that's it. So yeah. the Pac-12 has by far the most teams in the in the college football playoff rankings this year, which is kind of wild. Would not have, have guessed that by week three. I would not have guessed that I, that would be the case, Ryan. 
I was going to say, if you told me in the preseason at this point in the ranking cycle that that would be a ca- the case, I would have called you a liar or so that you've been yes. drinking too or, much. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. Or is this like, are we trying to make jokes today? Are we like, right. is this like hot takes Saturday? You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, right, exactly. right. Yep. That's interesting. Anything else, Ryan, that you liked from the uh, ranking? And I, by the way, I agree with you on Penn State. They have no business being. You can't be number 11 when you have zero wins over good teams. Like, they have right. zero wins over top 25 teams. I I don't – that one makes no sense to me. I, I'm with you on that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this now, Ryan, and I'm trying to understand, like, the football power index, which is just ridiculous, <laughs> has Penn State eighth. And, again, yeah. I'm like, based on what? Like their strength of record is ninth. So strength of record means, you know, how other teams would do. So you're telling me there's only eight other teams that could have wins over Purdue, Ohio, Auburn, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Minnesota, Indiana, and Maryland, but Mm -hmm. losses, double-digit losses to Michigan, Ohio State. You're telling me that there's only eight other teams that could do that? Seriously? Like you got to be kidding me. So, yeah, it doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. It's nitpicking, but I would have liked LSU to get dropped down one spot, you know, just for the, again, I, they, they won the game, but I mean, you watch yeah. the football game and you're just like, you, you know, that if Arkansas had their starting quarterback, you, they probably don't win that football game. Like, like I guess stellar. the owner argument could be is that, you know, maybe LSU would have been a little bit more up for the game if it's um, fair, it's fair. If they weren't playing their backup quarterback, which is fair. Uh, here, here's the reason why I'm okay with them leaving there. I personally would do it because, again, you got to count the losses, right? And LSU, LSU's losses are both now very good losses. And I think that maybe that's part of the reason they're hyping Florida State up is because it makes the LSU loss look better because now LSU can say that their losses are to number five, Tennessee, and number 19, Florida State. Maybe that's it. But, you know, so then they can maybe justify having LSU in if they win the SEC championship. I don't know. But the only pro- the only problem I have is with using moving USC up. And, and the thing I keep going back to every time I think USC should go up, I then think, okay, but who have they beat? That, that's the problem. I mean, they haven't played Oregon. Like you mentioned, the six teams in the, in the, in the Pac-12, yeah. they beat number 23 Oregon State. The, then there's them. So there's the four other teams in the Pac-12. They have not played Oregon. They have not played UCLA. They have not played Washington. And who's and they have not and they and they played Utah, who beat them. So, you know, it's it's um again it was only by a point, but you know talk about ugly wins. I mean they beat Arizona by eight. They beat Cal by six. And UCLA's had their fair share of of sloppy wins this year too. And they should have lost Oregon State. Absolutely should have yep. lost Oregon State. Oregon State. Should have won that game. They just couldn't put it away. I'll say this. I I think the Pac-12 is a little bit overrated as far as where we're in the hierarchy of the ranking. But I will say that it's been very entertaining football this year, which has been nice. It's very tightly packed together. Very tightly packed together. And I I will say this. I think the Pac-12 had some nice non-conference wins. Mm -hmm. I I mean, if if you're going to look at it and you look at the teams that are ranked, and then you ask yourself, okay, well – what did those teams do in the non-conference? Let me just let me just pull it up here real quick, Ryan, and, and go to the Pac-12. So you've got Oregon State is ranked, Utah is ranked, US, USC is ranked, UCLA is ranked. Let me just let me go to the conferences here real quick. Pac-12. Okay, let's let's look at this real quick. 
So you've got USC is ranked, Oregon is ranked, UCLA is ranked, Utah is ranked, Washington's ranked, and Oregon State is ranked. And, and you know, again, this kind of goes into they've been entertaining, but you've got to be able to look at the non-conference and see what they've done. I would say some of the better non-conference wins for the league are by the not the, not the top 10, the top teams. Because you look at Utah and USC, their non-conference was Rice and Fresno. They get a shot in two weeks to have a really big non-conference win if they, yeah. when they play Notre Dame. Right, Oregon's non-conference. They beat BYU. Doesn't look as good now. Eastern Washington, but then they got blown out by Georgia. So that that's not a great non-conference. UCLA beat B- Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama by a point. And then you look at Utah, and they beat Southern Utah and San Diego State, who's not good. And then they lost to Florida. And then Washington has the only really good win of this group, and that was a blowout win over Michigan State. They also beat Portland State and Kent State, and they were all blowouts. And then Oregon State beat Fresno, Montana State, and Boise State. The Boise State win doesn't mean a whole lot. They're an okay 7-3 Mountain West team. So that's kind of the thing that kind of drags you down a little bit when you're looking at, at the non-conferences is you could you could argue that the, 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 team, the team with the best non-conference win is Stanford. <laughs> that's wild. You know, I mean – so yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. And then, so then you see, let's see, um, Arizona non-conference, San Diego state lost to Mississippi state beat North Dakota state. It's a good win. I mean, that's actually a really good non-conference win beating North Dakota state. And then, uh, Arizona state beat Northern Arizona, but then lost to Eastern Michigan and lost to Oklahoma state. Washington state had a good win over Wisconsin. That's the one I kind of had in my mind as being a good non-conference win. Colorado state and Idaho, Cal, UC Davis, UNLV, and then lost in Notre Dame. And Stanford beat, had a good win over Notre Dame, but then you know lost to Col- or beat Colgate. Actually, mm-hmm. it's funny is Stanford's undefeated out of conference right now. That's the hilarious part because they played BYU last game of the year, so they've only played two of their three non-conference games this year. And then of course Colorado's lost to everyone. So Stanford just needs to get out of the Pac-12, is what you're saying. There's, if if Stanford was in the SEC, they'd be undefeated and ranked number one. So the <laughs> proof, proof is um, in the pudding. Yes, exactly. They they dominate out of conference, absolutely. But that's the thing, is and that's what bothers me is that is they're getting all this hype, but then the SACC continues to get diminished. But if we were to talk about good out of conference wins, the ACC has several more good out of conference wins than that, Ryan. And that's yeah, that's the thing that gets a little bit kind of frustrating uh, when you look at. Um, Look at how the ACC is viewed, you know? Yeah. they. I mean, it's it's like one of those things, Brian, when Clemson's perceived to be down over the last couple of years, you know, it's like everyone just loses the appeal. Because I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think part of it is also, you know, Florida State's an okay team, right? Like they're number 19. Miami's not good right now. They're, that's the brand, those are the brands in the ACC outside mm-hmm. of Clemson, though, right? So, like, when the brands are down – you just lose that appeal. And I mean, yeah. but it, it, but one it of the brands happens. is better this year. You know, I mean, that's yeah. one of the brands is pretty good. One of the brands looked pretty good out of conference this year in Florida State, picked up the True. conference's best win. I mean, what other conference has a non conference win like Florida State has? Or not really anybody, right? I mean, yeah. did any of those teams in the top 10, do any of them have non conference losses? Let me look at it again. Uh, for under Tennessee's in conference, USC's is in conference, both of Alabama's are in conference, Clemson. So Notre Dame beating Clemson is the second best non-conference win, and then yeah, Florida State being LSU is number six. So yeah, I, I don't think the ACC is getting enough respect, in my opinion. Yeah. So, but 
Yeah, we'll see. There's a weird stigma around the ACC for some reason this year. Yeah, well, it's it's believing the past, which is, I mean, it's fine. But at some point in time, you got to say, okay, well, what did they do this year on a conference? Some guy was arguing the other day, well, they went two and twelve last two years in bowl games. Okay, I don't know if that's accurate or not. I didn't don't care to look. I also don't really care about bowl games because, like, if your number five team is being matched up against another team, another league's number three team, and you lose, you're like, well, okay. You know, you're, you're playing the better team in that league. You know, if, if right. you're if your number three team or number two team is playing against another team's number one because they didn't make the playoff, you should, if, you know, yeah, there's a chance you're going to lose that game. But I just I don't really care about bowl results, but it's also about what are they doing this year? Right. And this year, the ACC has some really quality wins, you know. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, it's funny, the best packed, the best non-conference Pac-12 win is arguably Arizona beating North Dakota State. Think about that. Think about that. That's not an insult. I mean, that's a really good win. They always come into the division. I mean, they beat, they beat Iowa. They beat Iowa State. Or they beat Iowa State a few years ago. Beat Kansas State one of those years. What would you say? Wisconsin's probably the, 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 bet, the next. So, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Okay, so any so here's some thoughts that I have, Ryan. As I'm looking through, I was able to finally get the uh, story published, so that's good. So I can kind of look over these rankings again. So mm-hmm. let's see here. We've got, yeah, I, I keep kind of going back. I I think another team that's too high right now for me is Utah. I still think Utah is a little too high. You know, I haven't been high on Utah all year, and, and I just don't know yep. what they've done to necessarily move up, other than beat USC, who hasn't beaten anyone either. They lost to a middle-of-the-road, unranked Florida team. Beat San Diego State. I mean, beat Oregon State convincingly. Mm, okay. Barely beat Washington State. Beat Arizona. Beat Stanford. I mean, they're, they're good, but like number 10 good? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't who, think I can who, go with who would you Who would you slide still, into number 10? I still think you... Oregon has the better Pac-12 resume to me. Mm. Right? Like, I know Oregon has – the big loss to Georgia and they did right. lose to Washington this week, but in it, look, and it'll, it'll get, it'll get determined this weekend. It's either Utah wins and yeah, okay. They're going to stay ahead or Oregon beats them and they flip them. But when I look at Oregon, number one, they have the same win, right? They, they, they both beat you. No, I'm sorry. They have one common opponent that I can look at and that's UCLA. Right. Mm-hmm. And UCLA beat Utah convincingly. And then Oregon beat UCLA convincingly as far as the good quality wins. And I'm I'm looking at it now. Utah has a win over Oregon State. UCLA hasn't played them yet. They have a win over UCLA or USC. UCLA hasn't played them yet. Um, UCLA has not played or Utah has not played Washington yet and won't. So, yeah, I just I'm not as impressed with their resume. I still think Georgia has overall the the better resume to me. Mm -hmm. So. But Utah has, does have the good win over USC. That that's a good win. That's a good win. I will give them that. But yeah, I'm just not like both of you. Both of Oregon's losses are to ranked teams, mm-hmm. top twenty teams. They don't have a bad road loss to to Utah or Florida on there. Michigan at three and TCU at ten, four is another one that bothers me. And it, at the end of the day, it won't matter because if you, you Michigan loses, they'll fall behind TCU. But I just still have to say, why is Michigan ranked that high? Michigan should be the lowest ranked undefeated team. They have beaten no one. 
they have a terrible non-conference schedule. I just don't understand. Right. Michigan. Yeah. At number 11. Right. Yeah. But then you look at TCU. TCU has a win over number 15, Kansas state. They have a win over number 22, Oklahoma state. So they have two wins over ranked opponents. Right. Because there's only three Big 12 teams in there now. Am I correct? There's only three Big 12 teams left in the top 25. Believe so, Which, again, yeah. I think speaks more to the depth of the Big 12 because they just beat each other up. I think it's a really quality league. Yeah, because Baylor got knocked out. Texas got knocked out. Kansas is 6-4. and four. So, I mean, they're all kind of beating each other up. But TCU beat both of those teams. So at least they have two top 25 wins. And I just look at at, uh, at Michigan beating Penn State and say, okay, what else? What's their next best win? Maryland? <laughs> I mean, it's just, just – Maryland just laid a goose egg this past week, by oh, the way. Liter- I mean, literally. Egg. They didn't score, yeah. right? I don't think so. I think so, it was a shutout. It was ugly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean Mich- Michigan's – and I was having this conversation. Well, they don't, they've never trailed. Okay, they're playing bad teams. Of course they're not going to – Trail in the fourth, they never trail in the fourth quarter is the argument that was made. Well, yeah, because they play bad teams in the Penn State game 41 17. I mean, they were losing at halftime, they were losing mm-hmm. at halftime to Rutgers. Well, they scored a bunch and said, Okay, great, they piled on Rutgers in the second half. So, so what they were losing at halftime, you know. So, yeah, that's an interesting one, too. Clemson should be ranked higher, but again, you're talking about eight nine, that stuff tends to work itself out. If Clemson, here's the deal if Clemson wins out. Beat South Carolina. Who do they play this weekend? Miami, and then beat mm-hmm. North Carolina in the ACC title game. They'll leap Bama because Bama yeah. has no good games left. That's the thing that's going to hurt Bama. That's the thing that, that you know. You talk about Bama maybe making it as a two-loss team I, at number eight. They there's no way, right? Yeah, Ryan, I, I don't see any chance because you'd have to have a you'd have to have Tennessee lose another game and have to lose it bad. You'd have to see LSU lose a game. You'd have to see USC lose a game. And then, I mean, honestly, as much as I'm anti-Michigan, Michigan at 11-1 and one still should get in over 10-2 Bama. Right? Neither of them made their conference championship game, and Bama has not looked good. Michigan's been more dominant against bad teams. They so, haven't. yeah. It, we're, what's the pathway right now, Ryan, for Clemson? I think a lot of people are just assuming Clemson's out. I, I don't think that they are. I really don't, especially if Notre, no, especially Ryan, if Notre Dame knocks off USC in mm-hmm. in two weeks. Yeah, Clemson fans I mean, better be huge Notre Dame fans these next couple weeks. Well, if that happens, Michigan and Ohio State are going to play each other. Obviously, Michigan. I mean, in that, in that situation, you would need Michigan to get kind of blown out against Ohio State, right? If you're Clemson, like you're going to look at mm-hmm. that one. You would need the Big Twelve to just kind of eat each other up, right? So you, we talked about TCU. Obviously, they're at four. I mean, you have to have them drop one or two in the conference, you know, conference championship game, maybe. At, right. A couple things that need to happen there, but so be, you said what now for for Clemson? What needs to happen? I'd say that Michigan needs to get blown out by Ohio State. Yep. That's one. Mm-hmm. Clemson obviously needs to take care of business, like they need to right. win, and they got to look good yeah. doing it, right? Yes. They, They've got to blow out their next two opponents because they've got – and the thing that will help them – go ahead, Ryan. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and then LSU's in front of them right now too, and, you know, you're going to say SEC championship game, they lose, that pops them back type of thing as well. So, I think that if you look at Clemson, the thing that's working in their favor is 
they'll have a chance to beat a six and five SEC team in two weeks, which is not a great win, but still a win over an SEC team. They absolutely have to pile on Miami and South Carolina the next two weeks. Like they can't beat those teams like they beat Louisville this weekend, which is a convincing win, but 31 16. They have to dominate and then they have to beat North Carolina convincingly. Yeah. Because, you know, I look at it, I think Michigan, they can jump ahead of Michigan if they if they win these next three games. They can jump ahead of Michigan. I think they could jumping ahead of Tennessee might be tough just because of how Tennessee has some really good wins. They do. They'll leap Alabama. They'll leap Alabama if they went out. If Notre Dame beats USC, they'll leap USC. If Georgia beats LSU, they leap. So now they're sitting there at six. They mm-hmm. need one of Tennessee, TCU, Michigan to lose. Basically, Tennessee's not losing because Tennessee plays. If I remember looking at their schedule, it's not pretty. They play South Carolina and Vanderbilt the next two weeks. Tennessee's not yeah. losing, but. If Clemson can – let's say Clemson – let's say TCU – let's say Michigan and TCU both lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could see a scenario where Clemson climbs ahead of both of them and gets in with Tennessee. I could see that. It's possible. I could see that. If they win out yeah. and they win convincingly, to your point, like yeah. there's that conversation yeah. that happens. Here's the question. How high can North Carolina get if they win out, beat yeah. Clemson – and let's say Notre Dame keeps winning, and then that's a quality loss yeah. for North Carolina. You know, I I don't think they can get to the playoff. I think they get in the top. I don't seven. think so either. I don't yeah. think playoff. They're too either. far yeah. behind. They have no good wins right now. I mean, right mm-hmm. now they're hanging their resume on beating Notre Dame or losing to Notre Dame. They have a good a good loss basically. Yeah. But I yeah cuz what did I, I i read somewhere that no team has ever made the playoff being outside the top 10 after the third week so that's yeah that's the one that i've seen yeah i want i want chaos to ensue if notre dame can't oh, yeah. the playoff just let yeah. chaos happen yeah that'll be interesting another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cincinnati in the top 25 to me is a no-go for me. It, I just, uh, they've been very unimpressive to me, but yeah. it really has no bearing on anything because <laughs> the reality is, is they, they haven't played anyone that's in the ranking and they don't play anyone that's in the ranking. So it won't really, won't really won't have much of a say. Right. I mean, the, the only, the only thing is, is if Cincinnati, here's, here's where it gets interesting. Cincinnati has to play Temple and Tulane. They've already mm-hmm. lost to UCF. If they beat Temple and beat Tulane, they intended to, then they would have to do because there's no divisions in the Atlantic this year, right? American Athletic Conference. So. I mean, yeah. so you've got UCF, Cincinnati, and Tulane all tied at the top. If Cincinnati wins out, they would get a rematch against UCF. So even if UCF wins out, if Cincinnati wins out, you're now talking about a, an AAC rematch in the championship game between Cincinnati and UCF. Mm-hmm. And so Cincinnati has a pathway now to be in the Cotton Bowl as the <laughs> top. Right, because here's the thing: this is might be why they put him at 25, Ryan. Now that I think about it, if they're at 25, 
they win against Temple this week, somebody's going to lose, right? Ahead of them is going to lose. And so you jump them up. They get like early 20s. Then they beat Tulane, who's 21. Mm-hmm. They climb up another spot. Then you'd have them against UCF, who currently is 20. Let's see who UCF has uh, their last two games. So USC ha- UCF has Navy and South Florida. Let's assume they went out. You'd have a 10-2, and 10-2. 10-2 UCF against 10 and 2 Cincinnati. If Cincinnati wins that game, they are the highest ranked. You um so now it makes actually sense why they put Cincinnati in. I didn't I mm-hmm. I didn't think about that, but now it makes sense because you you have them out of the top 25 going after the third week and they end up being the the high like what if they beat UCF and now UCF is 16th and Cincinnati's 25th? You're gonna jump them all the way that far past UCF? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah you got to get them in there. That makes sense. Now that I look at it, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, yes, rankings were interesting this week, Ryan. Very interesting. You want to take some questions before we get out of here, Ryan? Anything else you want to discuss in the – well, let's actually let's do this, Ryan, with two weeks left. Here's what I want want to find out from you. Sure. Let's make some predictions here, okay? And we can can go over the data and see who they schedule, so you don't have to – we can ask who teams play. Let's go through the the six major conferences. We're going to do AAC as well because – all right, now the AAC is the only group of five that's in conversation for the Cotton Bowl, right? There's no Mountain West teams ranked. There's no good Mountain West teams. There's no Sun Belt teams uh, that are in the conversation, right? I'm looking through it now. No Conference USA teams. The best Conference USA team is UTSA. They're not going to yeah. get in there. Liberty's had a really bad loss this week, but they wouldn't matter anyway because they're not a they're not a group of five. They're an independent. Uh, so. Seven and three Toledo, Ohio, they're not in it. Boise State, seven and three, and Wyoming, seven and three, Air Force, seven and three. Mountain West isn't getting in it. Sun Belt, Coastal Carolina at nine and one. It's interesting that yeah. they're not getting any love. Troy at eight and two, South Alabama at eight and two. The Sun Belt, however, is not getting any love, Ryan. Um I, I, I think the coastal lack of love is because Grayson McCall's out for the season, right? Like I and think they haven't beaten kinda... anybody. They beat Army. Gardner Webb, yeah. Buffalo, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Monroe, Marshall, App State, Southern Miss, and then they lost by twenty eight to Old Dominion. So Ooh, I mean the resume lost, is not great. They lost they lost by twenty eight to Old Dominion. Yeah. Wow. Forty nine twenty one. Yeah. Is is Troy that the best won. win that Old Dominion has ever had? Well, they they also beat Virginia Tech this year. Oh, they did. They so, did. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I now keep in mind, Old Dominion used to be a team that went deep into the playoff and uh, Old Dominion's had a couple games like that. They beat They've beat Virginia Tech a couple times. They have. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. And they haven't they, they haven't had football back very long. I mean, they, they they were a really quality FCS team that went to the uh, FBS when they had um what's the Commanders quarterback's name that Taylor Heineke, right? Taylor Heineke. Name? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I uh yeah, they beat Virginia Tech twice. I'm looking at their they beat East Carolina three times, Eastern Michigan three times, Georgia State coastal they beat they're they're two and oh against coastal carolina old dominion is mm-hmm. yeah the team that they've beaten the most the two teams that they've beaten the most as fc as that are current fcs teams are uh florida international they're four and three against and charlotte they're four and two against oh so the team they beat the most is norfolk south high school in virginia that would be a long time ago yeah, a long time ago <laughs> so <laughs> yeah because Notre Dame's got some games like that on there back in the day as well. So yeah, I know. I've seen yeah. a couple weird ones on there. They beat Newport News Apprentice School. I've co- I played against Newport News Apprentice School <laughs> and coached <laughs> against Newport News Apprentice School. So yeah, 
Georgia freshman team. It's always good looking at these like past, like Notre Dame's play like this medical school, Iowa flight school, you know, stuff like that. It's pretty wild. All right, so let's go through this, Ryan. And yep. uh, Brandon Clark, I believe, is on that team, but he's not their quarterback. So the AAC is the only is is where it's going to come down to. So we'll start with them. Let's we'll kind of go by by uh, um, you know alphabetical order. Alphabetical order. So pick who you think is going to be the representatives in the um, conference championship games and who you see winning each conference. Now, because we're two weeks out, so there's a little bit more intrigue. So American Athletic Conference, it's going to be UCF, Cincinnati, Tulane are all five and one in their league. They all kind of play each other. Cincinnati has to play U Tulane, and then the winner of those of that will basically get a rematch against UCF. UCF has beaten both of them. So Ryan, who plays mm-hmm. the AAC title and who wins the AAC title? I don't know what it is about UCF, Ryan. I, I, I maybe it's just the recency bias from the good win that they had this past week, but UCF just seems like a team that's going to kind of close it out well. And I, I think the opposite of Tulane. I know Tulane got off to a great start this week, this year. But I just think they're going to fade down the stretch a little bit. I think there's some holes on that roster. Michael Pratt's been very up and down at quarterback for them. Their depth starting to hurt them a little bit too. Yeah, depth is starting yeah. to hurt them. So I would probably have to defer to UCF and Cincinnati. Even though Cincinnati lost a lot from last year's team, they they still do have some quality defensive players. And I think that they have a couple nice skill position players offensively as well. So I'd probably go UCF and Cincinnati in a rematch and – the more I think about it, like Cincinnati might be might be the victor there. It's it's well be just because the matchup. rematch aspect of it, Ryan. I mean, that's exactly. the thing is the tough thing for UCF is they ha- who if for them to win a tight the title, they have to they have to beat a team twice. They have they either have to beat Cincinnati twice, or they have to beat Tulane twice. And that's mm-hmm. that's no fun. But yep. Cincinnati is the masters of winning ugly. And their last the five hard. wins have been by 10, 4, 2, 10, and 2. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're uh, they went ugly. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, if you take the Kennesaw State game out where they won 63 to 10, their numbers are even even uh, less impressive. I'm gonna go with you on that, Ryan. I'm gonna go UCF and Cincinnati. You took? Yep. Did you take UCF as the conference champ? No, I took Cincinnati in conference. Okay, team. just because of the rematch aspect of it. Yeah, I'm. I'm with yeah, you there. mostly, and and like you said, they kind of Cincinnati can grind out some ugly wins, and I yeah. think that when you match up defensive line versus offensive line. I, I do think Cincinnati still has a couple of pretty good guys defensive line wise. Mm-hmm. So it might just grind them down a little bit. And UCF has had their own share of close wins. I mean, their last four wins they are have. four, seven and seven, you know, so they're not they're, This isn't like your, your, uh, I mean, your older brother's UCF, right? You can't say your daddy's UCF because it wasn't that long ago, but this the isn't the Scott 17 Frost. national champions. Yeah. This yeah. isn't the uh, Scott Frost, Josh Heupel UCF. Yeah, uh, no, no doubt about that. So, all right, Ryan, let's go to the next conference, the ACC. We already know the conference champs. It's Clemson and North Carolina. So, my mm-hmm. question for you is this: Do both of those teams go into it eleven and one? And then the second part of my question is: Who wins the ACC championship? I think they do both go in eleven and one. I will be rooting for North Carolina for implication well mostly just because i really do like drake may i think there's a lot of Mm -hmm. part of that team that i really just kind of gravitate towards for some reason i don't know if it's the carolina blue and it's just you know i'm a fan of josh downs i really think drake may is an excellent football player but if i had to pick that game brian i I would probably pick clemson in a close one because i i just 
there's like the experience factor and I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's nothing like, there's nothing like super deep analysis here on this one. It's just, I think the experience wins out uh, against, yeah. you know, the inexperience at quarterback for North Carolina, although fantastic Drake may still a richer freshman. So mm-hmm. I guess I would take Clemson in that matchup. Yep. My, my thing with this one, Ryan is, is interesting because when I look at, when I look at Clemson, I think that US that North Carolina should win that matchup because there's a lot of positive matchups there. First of all, I do think they both go in undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they both have, I mean, I think they're both at home next week. So yes, uh, no, they're they're both at home each of the next two weeks. So North Carolina's at home against Georgia Tech and then NC State, and then Clemson's at home against Miami and South Carolina. So they're both at home. They should both be eleven and one. Mm-hmm. Part of me, part of me says Clemson for the reasons you mentioned. They've been there. They know what yep. they're doing, uh, you know. They and the big, the big scary thing for me is that North Carolina offensive line, which is not good. Against, I'm sorry, correction. Ten Day wants to correct me, and he's correct. Yes, Notre Dame is the ACC champs. Let's wait till they beat BC this weekend first, right? Let's <laughs> let them handle that business first. But yes, um, but I just have a hard time. I see, I, I saw with my own eyes in person Notre Dame's line just beat North Carolina up on both sides of the ball. And I worry that North that Clemson's going to do the same thing. If Clemson, if North Carolina can just hold their own in the trenches, they don't have to win the balance, just hold their water in the trenches. I think they can beat Clemson because they Drake may could light if Drake May gets time, he will light Clemson's secondary up. I mean Drew Drew Pine lit their secondary up. A lot of people have lit that secondary up when they've had time. The question is is can you get time? That's the question. I just don't know if if, if North Carolina is going to get get time because that's the I mean if, if you really think about it North Carolina has as, has as many matchup favorable things as Clemson does in that game at the skill positions if not more so I think they're better quarterback I think they're better at wide receiver I think North Carolina has a better secondary than Clemson does which is saying something because North Carolina doesn't have a very good secondary I think Clemson has better linebackers and better running backs. So there's a lot of there's a lot of close areas there. The difference is the gap in the line play is enormous uh, in those two teams. So uh, if they can hold again, if they can hold their own, I'm actually going to pick. You know what? I'm going to wait till Ryan gets back and, and make this prediction. He's going to come back, but I'm going to I'm going to say it here now. I'm going to say it here now. I'm picking North Carolina for the upset, Ryan. I've talked myself into it because I think they're going to do enough to hold their water up front, and they're just going to light Clemson's secondary up. I really do. I really do. And here's the other thing, too, now that as I thought about it more, too, Ryan, North mm-hmm. Carolina, for whatever reason, has given North Carolina some problems. Uh, it, I mean, since Dabo's been there. I mean, not all the time, but I'm, I'm kind of going over uh, pulling up North Carolina now. Remember two years ago, was it was it Mac's first year? They almost beat Clemson with it was 2020, I think, with Trevor Lawrence. Uh they so let's see here. You last this year they haven't played yet. Mm-hmm. Last year they didn't play. 2020. Let me see here. Clemson. Let me type this in. I'm trying to remember what year. It was 19 was the last time they played. It was Mac's first year. It was the year that Clemson lost to LSU in the title game. North Carolina lost 21 to 20 in a competitive mm-hmm. game. And then the last time they played before that was the 2015 title game, ACC title game, a game that Clemson won by eight. That was the year that 
that Clemson first made the college football playoff. So I don't know what it is. The year before that, it was 50 to 35 in a competitive game. Uh, 2011 was a was a, a blowout for Clemson, but they've given them some games, and I just think it's a good matchup for North Carolina as long as they can hold their water. But if they can't hold their water in the trenches, Ryan, it's it's going to be ugly because that's what happened. I mean, yep. isn't that what happened against the Notre Dame? They just got beat up in the trenches. Yep. And as much as I like Notre Dame's defensive line, I think Clemson's is better, and that's the kind of game Clemson will be up for. You know, agreed. But agreed. That's a Heisman opportunity for Drake May, though, right? Well, yeah, that's, you know what I mean? As long as people are still holding on to their 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 votes by then, which it may not, you know, they may not. But if if I'm a Heisman voter and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not submitting a ticket yet. No. I'm not putting my vote in yet. I want to see how these next couple, next two three weeks play out. Yeah. All right, Ryan. So that's the ACC. We're both going. Uh, you're going Clemson. I'm going North Carolina just for for fun. Okay, uh-huh. here's where it gets really interesting. The Big 12. Okay. Ugh. So TCU is sitting there at 7 and 2, Kansas State is second at 5 and 2, and then you've got three teams, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Texas all at 4 and 3. TCU the next two weeks, Ryan, has Iowa State and Baylor at Baylor then home against Iowa State. I expect them to clinch here soon. They'll be in. Let's assume that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh Kansas State plays at West Virginia home against Kansas. So is that who's going to be in the title game, or is there going to be an upset that vaults somebody else into it, Ryan? What's your prediction? I, I think Kansas State I think Kansas State wins out the rest of the way here, and they are the team that will face off against TCU. Because, Brian, I mean, they've been a Jekyll and Hyde team, but I will say this, for the recent stretch here, Kansas State's been playing some pretty good football, man. They have, yeah. and I think they they're kind of figuring it out. And it's, I mean, one blessing in disguise is you know you never want anybody to get injured, but it, Adrian Martinez's injury did kind of show like, hey, well, Howard can play a little bit, right? Like he's he's a decent quarterback. To so you have a couple pretty good options at quarterback now. So I think Kansas State is the adversary to TCU in the championship game. It's hard to bet against TCU right now because they would be undefeated going into that football game. And it'd be a rematch. It would be a rematch, which, again, it's hard to beat the the same team twice in one year. And I would probably opt – I would probably vote for the upset. I would probably predict the upset in our weekly predictions. But it's just – it's I keep betting against TCU, and it hasn't happened yet, right? And I think that you said it perfectly a couple weeks ago – if it was going to happen, wouldn't have happened already, you know? So <laughs> I'd probably end up – I my, my mind is telling me TCU. My heart is saying pick the upset in Kansas State, but we, we shall see how that one figures out. Well, and it just goes back to what we talk about, Ryan. It's the rematch thing. It can be done. I mean, we've actually seen it yeah. in the Big 12. We've seen the Big 12 have those kind of things, right? We saw Oklahoma beat TCU twice. What was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it 17? Was that the year? But they they beat TCU twice. It was somewhat recently they beat UC, TCU twice. They beat them in the regular season and then beat them in the title game. But in, in other years, Ryan, it's it's been – we have seen like Texas beat Oklahoma in the regular season. Remember the one year and then uh, with Sam Merlinger and then um, Oklahoma won the rematch mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the title game. So, yeah, it's, it's – yeah, it's going to be interesting. So um, – yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see kind of how it plays out. And then, so I, I'm going with TCU just because I think they're just the class of the Big 12 right now uh, until somebody proves me otherwise. And and I think that the 
I think that Kansas State getting up 28 to 10 was uh, more fluky than TCU coming back to me, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that. That's my stance. So, so far, we're for the most part on the, on the same page. Here's an interesting one, and, and uh-huh. this is just too wild. Big 10. Uh-huh. Who wins the Big Ten East and West, and then who is going to play? Can you believe that Iowa is tied for first in the West? It's Brian, disgusting. I was, I was about to say, so I'm going to pick Ohio State. I think Ohio State has some payback for Michigan after last year. I do. So I think Ohio State wins wins that side of the bracket in the Big Ten East. The Big Ten West, Iowa, I don't know, Brian. I think, it's, I think there's going to be chaos in that side of the bracket, right? I mean – Illinois is fading a little bit right now. They were a great story early. Defense is playing fantastic. They're running the football. They've dropped a couple games recently here, obviously. Iowa just – Iowa's not a great football team. They're not a sexy football team. I mean, they are a horrendous offensive football team. Like we've talked three about in a row, ton. all by double digits. They have won three in a row. It. and They're playing their best football. Illinois is playing their worst football with two straight losses. And the, the running backs banged up too. Yes, yeah. Chase Brown's I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna say something right now. It's either yep. gonna be Minnesota or Purdue. Huh. And here's why I say that: those are the four teams tied. I, Illinois gets knocked out this weekend by when they play Michigan, so they're they got four losses. Yeah. Then you've got Iowa has Iowa and Minnesota play this weekend at Minnesota. Hmm. If Minnesota wins that, if if Iowa wins, if Iowa beats Minnesota, then it comes down to you've got Iowa and Purdue left. Iowa wins because they have the head-to-head over Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. I think Iowa loses to Minnesota this week. I have no reason to feel that way. But then I look at Minnesota, they have a head-to-head loss. So even if they beat Wisconsin in the final at Wisconsin, which I don't think they're going to do, they would still not get it because they have a head-to-head loss to Purdue. So I'm going to go with Purdue because Purdue is at home against Northwestern and at Indiana. They've already played Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota and Illinois already. So I'm going to go with Purdue because I think Minnesota is going to knock Iowa out, and then I think Wisconsin is going to knock Minnesota out. And then within a week later, if it hasn't happened already, within a week after Wisconsin beats Minnesota, you're going to then see Wisconsin is going to then name Jim Leonard, their new head coach, because they're going to beat Nebraska this weekend. They're going to beat Minnesota, knock them out of the Big Ten West Championship game, and they're going to name Jim Leonard the head coach. That's because they will have won uh, five of their last seven games with him as the head coach. So that's my that's my prediction. So I'm going to go with Purdue. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? That's nuts. Absolutely nuts that Purdue is going to get in as a four loss team. Brian, do you remember when Northwestern had a winning record? after the first game and then they proceed to lose <laughs> nine straight and they're not done losing yet dude they're not letting you they have been outscored 153 to 282 that is so Ugh. bad they have lost to they lost to duke southern illinois miami of ohio penn state wisconsin maryland iowa ohio state minnesota i i forgot that they lost to southern illinois i forgot yeah. about that one they play at purdue this and my and, and don't forget the next one miami of ohio they lost to Southern Illinois and Miami of Ohio, who's decent. I mean, you know, they're a middle of the road MAC team, four and six MAC team, beat Northwestern, though. Southern Illinois is a good FCS team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and speak for you here, Ryan. I, I feel we yeah. both are going to pick Ohio State to win the Big Ten, correct? 
Yes. I, I, yes, to, we to are. beat the yes, winner of the West. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's going to be uh-huh. such a – I'm curious to see what the viewing is for that game. The viewing for that game is going to be bad. The TV viewing. Ugh. Okay. And then the last two, Ryan, Pac-12. Got a th- you got a, a USC is out in front at 7-1. and one. They clinch if they beat UCLA this weekend. Oregon and, U- and Utah are tied at 6-1. and one. They play each other this weekend, and then UCLA and Washington are at 5-2. So who no divisions anymore in the Pac-12. Who are your two yeah. representatives from the Pac-12 in the Pac-12 title game, and who is your champ? See, I feel like this is going to kind of give some insight into who I'm going to pick this week, probably in one of our pickums, Brian. But I'm going to take USC, unfortunately. I would like to pick UCLA in the upset, but the more I look at that game, there's just something – about it, it just gives me USC vibes. I don't know what it is. Just trying to collect my thoughts on it, but I'll go USC. And I have been higher on Utah, so give me USC and Utah in the rematch. And in that one, in that one, I think I might go Utah again. Which is again, it goes against Even my morals. Twice, huh? hmm. Yeah, it goes against my morals. I don't like picking a team to beat the same team twice in a twice in a um, twice in a row. But yeah, give me Utah in the uh, the rematch to win twice this year against USC in the Pac-12 championship. I really think Ryan, if Utah plays USC again, USC will win, just because I think that secondary is bad, and I don't think Utah can score forty-two against forty-three again, even as bad mm-hmm. as USC's defense is. But um, yeah, it's it. This is a tough one, Ryan. As I as I kind of, I'd have to, I kind of, kind of explore through some of these tiebreakers real quick. So mm-hmm. Utah and Oregon play this weekend at Oregon. I actually think Oregon's going to win. I think okay. the worst thing to happen to Utah was Oregon losing to 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 Washington, because I think Oregon's going to come in focus. I think Oregon wins, and and then you you and then they play at Colorado. So I think, or excuse me, Utah plays at Colorado. Oregon then plays at Oregon State. So. Uh, I'm going to go with them knocking Utah out. And then I, I'm trying to think how the tiebreakers would go. So yeah. if if Oregon beats Utah and then loses to Oregon State, which could happen, mm-hmm. then Utah's out. Then Oregon's out, you know, right? Because they'd have – no, Utah or, – see, you, Oregon still have two, would have only two conference losses, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if Oregon wins out, they're in. Yeah. Because right, so but if they beat Utah and then lose to Oregon State, they're nine and three, but they'd have only two conference losses, and I believe they would get the head-to-head over UCLA because UCLA has two losses, but one of them was to Oregon. They'd have the same record, but they Oregon would have the head-to-head, correct? Yes. But then if UCLA, but here's the thing: if UCLA beats USC, they would have a win over USC. Does that negate the Oregon head-to-head? Like, Because now you're getting to those three-way tiebreakers where head-to-head doesn't really impact it as much, correct? I would imagine. So it's going to get screwy. I'm going with USC losing to UCLA this weekend. I am. Huh. Huh. Uh, I just I have watched teams that are physical give USC a lot of problems. Yeah. And I just don't have a lot of faith in USC. I've seen them look very average against some very bad teams. So I'm actually going to go with you. I'm actually predicting USC to lose their last two games. I am. I'm predicting them to win their, lose their last two games. So then that puts USC with two losses. Washington will be sitting there at two losses because I have them beating Colorado and Washington State. I have UCLA with two losses because I have them beating Oregon and, U, and Arizona. And then I have 
U.S. I have uh, Oregon. I have Oregon in because they're going to have one loss. I have them beating Utah and Oregon State these next two weeks. So then I don't. I don't quite know what the tiebreaker would be at that point in time, Ryan, because yeah. Utah would have two losses to UCLA and Oregon. So I think they're out because they would not have the head head. So then it comes down to USC and UCLA, and mm-hmm. but Utah beat USC. So I don't have a clue what the tiebreakers would be. I'm going to just go with UCLA. I'm going to go Oregon, UCLA, and I'm going to say Oregon wins the Pac-12. That's my prediction. But it's going to be screwy because I don't know what the – and knowing the Pac-12, they probably have really stupid tiebreakers, yeah. right? So uh, – and, and Utah would still have two conference losses. They would have three losses overall because one of their losses to Utah. They only have one – Utah only has one conference loss so far. There's three teams in the Pac-12 that only have one conference loss. Utah, Oregon, and USC. So, but I'm predicting that Utah loses this weekend to Oregon. That's why I'm predicting there. So I, I you know, I, I don't have a clue how, what the next tiebreaker is because it's different for every league, right? Yes. So it's going to be interesting. You're, you're creating chaos, man. You're yes. Chaos right yes. But of all the conferences, isn't that the one where you expect chaos? Yes. Because it's such yes. an absurd conference. Yep. So yeah, I'm going to go UCLA and Oregon, and Oregon wins it as uh, sort of the. It's kind of like. It reminds me of like, you know, when the WCW and NWO had their big war, you know, because it's the people that are staying and then the outsiders like USC and UCLA are leaving to go to the Big Ten. And so the the Pac-12 has to rally and beat them. The worst case, could you imagine if UCLA beats USC this weekend and somehow chaos ensues where they then rematch two weeks later in the Pac-12 title? The two teams leaving for the Big Ten are playing in the Pac-12 title in a rematch, that would be like the worst <laughs> thing for the Pac-12. All right, Ryan, let's go SEC. Let's yeah. let's see. Who, who are you predicting are going to be the champs of, of, the, uh, of the SEC? I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to predict – that Georgia is going to be in the in the game. I know it's a it's a big shock to everyone. It's yeah, a very hot take ish of me, really. Like I can't believe it. So they come out of the East. I'm having trouble in the West, Brian. I was actually just looking up LSU's final two games. We only have one league game left. I know, I know. They play UAB, and then is there um, any scenario in which LSU can't win the league? Because didn't they beat both Bama and Ole Miss head to head? Oh yeah, yeah. Did they clinch already? So they're in it then, right? I, yeah, um, I don't. I, that's what I'm not sure of. I, I think have. that they've clinched. I believe you're, you're LSU has clinched. Right. You're probably yeah, right. Hold on, so, see, LSU SEC championship. Yeah, I think they've already clinched. So uh, I could I could yeah. be wrong because they they so, have they, they, they on the head agreed. Head. Yeah, someone yeah. in the chat agreed. So yeah. All right. So I mean, then it's going to be easy then. Georgia, LSU, and. Do I have to say it? Like, yeah, Georgia dominates that football game. Okay, in my opinion. Take away the Brian Kelly aspect of it for a second. Is there any? Is still think no, no. Yeah, I I know, I know you. Yes. What is the pathway for LSU winning that game? Like, I just don't see one. To be honest with you, I just I see a team that has has more speed. Game of his life. I mean, it's just I don't know. I don't see it. Could they, I mean, I they would have to get it. a run game going a little bit, get a little run pass option with the quarterback. Like, I just, I, I don't see a great pathway to them. I just don't. I, I think defensively they can give Georgia a little bit of problems for a little bit. You know, they can create yeah. some chaos for Stetson, but just offensively, I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball against Georgia at all. Like, it just yeah. don't. Like that game could be like twenty-eight to seven. 
right? Like it's just so basically it could look a lot like and, and I mean this seriously, not not sarcastically, a lot like the Auburn Georgia SEC title game when they had the rematch in 2017, right? Yep. Where I mean it was a little bit high scoring early, but when El- Georgia got in the title game, I mean Auburn had no chance. No yeah. chance. Yeah. 28 7. Yeah, you're you're right. And and mm-hmm. Auburn beat them four. This is why I always say it's hard to beat a team twice. Auburn yep. beat Georgia. 40 to 17 in the 2017 regular season. And then Georgia beat them 28 to 7. That's a see 23. That's a 44 point swing. Mm-hmm. And they played a month apart. Less than a month apart. Auburn won on November 11th and then Georgia won on November, on December 2nd. Like it's hard to beat a team twice. Man, it is really yeah. hard to beat a team twice. Sure is. So, yeah. I I just I just think it the, the the thing is, I have I bet against Georgia against Tennessee because I have concerns about Georgia's pass rush, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think their pass rush is great, and I had some doubts about their secondary. After watching the 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 Tennessee game, however, I'm a little bit more of a believer because their pass rush just stepped up. So I think Georgia's at this point now as a team this year, Ryan. What the Tennessee game showed me is they're coasting, and when they yep. need to turn it on, they turn it on. That's what I think happens. I mean, it. That's kind of what I see because when they played Oregon, they look like the champs from last, better than version of themselves from last year. Against Tennessee, they looked every bit as good as they were last year, if not better. And every and every other game they've played, they've just been kind of eh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Against Mississippi State, eh, you know, they're just <laughs> better dudes, right? They have not looked like the defending champs in any game except the South Carolina game, except against the two best teams they've played. Because I just think they're coasting, and you know LSU is going to get their best shot. You know it, and Kirby's going to have them focus because Kirby knows. Hey, Brian Kelly's football teams are giving us problems, right? Yeah. Brian Kelly's Notre Dame teams went toe to toe with Georgia twice. Brian Kelly's not going to be afraid of Georgia in that game, so it's going to be an interesting battle, very interesting battle. And you're going with Georgia, so with all of that shaken out, Ryan, mm-hmm. who is in the college football playoff? I mean, with all that in mind, it would be Georgia, Ohio State. I would have TCU in mind because I picked TCU Ooh. to win that Big 12 championship game. And then the fourth one is the tough one. I So the conversation oh, – I... What's that? Oh, it's the same guy Same again. dude. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say Tennessee sneaks in with the fourth spot in my scenario, Brian. So the other contenders would be a, a 12 and one North Carolina or Clemson, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And 11 and one Tennessee. Do mm-hmm. you have Notre Dame beating USC in two weeks? I do. Yeah. Okay. So yep. you then would have t- USC's out because they're 11 and two. Cause that was going to be the other one I was going to talk about was you because USC, USC winning out has a shot to pass Tennessee. They do. Cause they, they would do. have three. They would get, cause in order to get the chance, I actually, here's the thing. Listen to this. This is going to shock some people. If USC wins out, as long as Ohio State beat, beats Michigan, and as long as, yeah, as long as Ohio State beats Michigan, I see it. Uh, part of me wants to say that Georgia has to beat LSU as well, since Georgia since LSU is ahead. But if if those two things happen, USC wins out there in the college football playoff because they're seven now. They'd have to beat sixteen. They'd have to beat eighteen. And then they'd have to beat another ranked team, whether a rematch against a rematch against UCLA, a game against Oregon, who's number twelve. 
I mean, Washington was number 17. Whoever they play, they're going to get three top 20 wins in a row. Mm-hmm. That, to me, boosts them from seven to four. And Tennessee's going to do what? Tennessee's going to beat uh, Vanderbilt and South Carolina, right? Like, I could see it if they went yeah. out. I just don't think they're going to win out. I don't I don't think they're good enough to win out these next three games. But that would be crazy. If UCLA be. wins <laughs> out. They're gonna they're gonna have a shot to make the playoff, which makes me want to hurl. Makes me absolutely want to hurl. <laughs> but I mean, think about it, Ryan. Yeah. Don't you think that they would leap Tennessee at that point in time? It it's a very deep conversation, if nothing else. I mean, yeah, it's possible. It is very possible. And that would give them about... four top twenty five wins, Ryan. I mean, yeah, yep. that's a pretty and good resume at that and point. The, and they're and they're a conference winner and all that. All that you know, resume builders, right? So I, right. I could see it. And their own loss at that point in time would be a one-point road loss mm-hmm. to a top 15 Utah team. Yeah. yeah. That they could conceivably get a rematch win against. True. Like if you're yeah. if you're USC, that's the, the if you're USC, the dream scenario is you beat mm-hmm. UCLA, you beat Notre Dame, and then you get a rematch against Utah and smack them. Yeah. Because then you're like, look, we beat four ranked teams we got payback against the only team that beat us by a freaking point and we have four mm-hmm. ranked wins they would check every box conference champ great resume you know great offense because this committee seems obsessed with offense for some reason well and they and, love the they love the big brands too right and, and, so and usc and, would and sell it. la market yeah. and yeah. where's the national title game this year you know los angeles so yeah. that would be fascinating absolutely fascinating so yeah let's see let's see do we got we have some super chats new curtains for ryan appreciate that uh michael s what did bc do different to beat nc state michael i don't think they did anything different i think nc state beat themselves i was about to say i think i think that outcome michael was more about nc state than it was about boston college because i mean i watched the game and i know brian watched it a couple times and i'm just like NC State was moving at will early in that game, man. Like they just could not stop him, and it's somehow it's just twenty-one twenty at the end of the football game. Like it's it's crazy. It was the really weirdest, crazy. weirdest game, Ryan, because it was Boston College could not run the ball. Emmett no, Moorhead throws two interceptions. Rushing. Yeah, they Ryan, threw, they turned the football four over too. yards rushing. I repeat, four yards rushing. So you couldn't I mean, run it, the football. It, you're getting gashed early in the game defensively, and you turn the football over. Like that's it was what twenty. To, it loss. was twenty to seven late in midway through the third quarter. Yeah, it just you know, I mean, it was just it was NC State beating themselves. I mean, NC State scores in their first two possessions. Then they drive into you know they they make a couple nice drives. They get into BC territory and punt. Then they turn it over on downs in BC territory. What was that one? I think they turned it over on downs at the one yard line. And didn't get points. Then they kick a field goal to go up 17-7 at halftime after a pick. Then they get a field goal the next half, and and they're up 20-7. to BC goes down, scores a touchdown, and then uh, they fumble, and BC gets Mm -hmm. the ball. And then, of course, BC throws a pick. And then uh, it's 20-14, to and MJ Morris gets sacked. BC recovers it in, in, uh, in NC State territory. They turn it over on downs. Can't put points on the board. NC State gets the ball back with 840, 8, 5, 8, 5, uh, 34 left. 
and they throw an interception in their own territory. BC still can't do anything with it, and then they go punt again, and then BC go, put, does the you know puts it away at the end of the game. That was just NC State being terrible. I mean, that's yeah. really what that was. That was just NC State being terrible. It was really nothing. It I, it was a lot like the Stanford game for Notre Dame. It yeah. Stanford didn't beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat Notre Dame, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's how I look mm-hmm. at it, right? What did Stanford do differently? Nothing. Notre Dame just played like crap, and that's how I feel about yes. NC State this past weekend. I kind of, I kind of like that freshman quarterback NC State has, though. I think he's going to be all right long term. MJ Morris, yeah. I think he has some talent. Brandon, um, Brian, can I do a really random pick, right, real quick of a comment? Sure. Sorry, this is sure. super random. Go but for Donovan it. O'Mara said, "I don't know if you guys keep up with D two football, but man, Grand Valley State is so dominant in the league this year." And I just wanted to put a random note that Grand Valley State is probably going to have a player drafted this year. His name is Quentin Barrow. He's an offensive tackle. Six five and three eighths, three hundred thirty pounds, thirty four and a half inch arms. Brian, he's a massive, massive kid out of Grand Valley State. Okay. So, random note there. Who's, random note. Who's the head coach at Grand Valley? I have no idea. No idea. Is this? It's not still Mitchell, is it? I Has, can look it up yeah. for you. Yeah, just looking at it real quick, Ryan. Grand Valley State is eleven and zero. They've outscored their opponents four hundred and fifty nine to one hundred thirteen. Is that good? They've outscored their yeah, it's pretty decent. They've outscored their conference opponents two hundred and forty to sixty two. That's Matt not Mitchell. bad. Matt Mitchell. Yeah, so he's coach. still there. Okay. Yep. Matt Mitchell's year. been there for a, for a minute. Yeah, he's been there for a while. So yeah, they're uh, eleven and one or eleven and zero right now. Who do they got this weekend? They play Davenport this weekend, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Cox football the Division two playoffs start the next week. Or yeah, no, the Cox football playoffs start uh, this weekend. So they're eleven and zero. They're done. They beat Davenport this weekend, forty nine seven, and they only the only really close game that they see they had a, a Grand Valley some good wins. They had a twenty five twenty two win over the number four team, Colorado School of Mines. Do they still have that crazy pass offense, Colorado School of Mines? I think so. And then uh, and then they beat Saginaw Valley State by nineteen. Then they played at number one Fair State and won twenty two to twenty one. And then this past week they beat number eighteen Davenport on the road, so they've played some good teams too, man. So that that, that, that Ferris team just uh, just they just won the national title last week last year for D two yeah. as well. So that's a big victory for them yeah. for Grand Valley. Yeah, beat them on the road. So that's a it's an impressive win. Looking at Ferris this year, what are they doing this year? Um, see here, this year their football team is well, they were number one at that point in time. Yeah, they're nine and one. Yeah, so team. yeah. They play uh, hey, Davenport this weekend in the first round of playoffs. You would hate Ferris. Do you know why? They're a triple option team. They are a triple option team. I hope Davenport murders them this weekend. <laughs> hope they kill them. Hope they absolutely kill them. Uh, uh, yeah, so interesting one. Very interesting one, Ryan. Brian, Brian Chisanix says, Brian, please go check out King's Disease. Uh, King's Disease 3, Nas did something. Second favorite to Illmatic. Oh, okay. If you think, okay, that's interesting. If you think that's the second best Nas album, also 18 hype, go Irish. I, Brian, I will do that. I will definitely check that out. Absolutely. Even though you spell your name wrong, you're still my dude. So I will definitely check that out. <laughs> Potatoes O'Brien, thank you very much, sir. Overthinking here, but if we went out this season, do you see Notre Dame getting into a New Year's Six Bowl? Yes, I do. I do. I mean, I think I'd have to – I mean, look, this is just without diving into the weeds of everything going on. I do because I mm-hmm. think, Ryan, you brought it up earlier, right? So if we go back to the top 25, they're at 18. You know, you've got 
you've got Washington. If Washington wins out, Notre Dame still leaps Washington if they win out because they'll have beaten USC. I do. Yep. I mean, they're one spot apart. So I, I look at that, and and so I think Washington they would pass. So that's one team, and then USC is they're either going to leap USC or leap UCLA, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because either USC, either UCLA beats USC, and then Notre Dame beats USC, then they're both nine and three, and Notre Dame's ahead of them because they had to beat them, right? And so that that's there. And I could even see in that scenario Notre Dame possibly leaping UCLA because then one of those two teams is probably going to play Oregon. You know, if they win out, they'll. I think they have a shot to pass. If they win out, they'll pass the loser of the ACC title game. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. So that's a another possibility. Mm-hmm. Penn State will be an interesting one because Penn State will be hard to pass because of just how much the committee hypes up Penn State. Uh, Utah just depends on how they – I mean, so, yeah, they've got a shot, but there's so much of this that kind of goes into to just some of these – there's going to be a lot of a lot of crazy stuff has got to happen just because so many of these teams play each other. So do they got a shot? Yeah, they got a pretty good shot. I think they have a better shot than others. I'm not really predicting that it's going to happen, but they, they've got a shot. And it would be Cotton Bowl. Could you imagine that? Marcus – Here's why another reason why I think I do believe the committee cares about making money. And what's yeah. the only possible, let's say Cincinnati wins out. Mm-hmm. What's the only possible game that anyone would give a rip about <laughs> with Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl? Cincinnati Notre it's, Dame. Yes, yeah. because of the rematch of Marcus Freeman and being at Cincinnati and all that other kind of stuff. That's the only and, game anyone and, would give a rip about. And, and last year's game, too. Yeah. Kind of like a yeah. revenge for Notre Dame yeah. type of thing. Yeah. 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 That'd be interesting. Sean Kelly, do you see a potential college game day goes to USC next week? Potentially, but I, you know, I mean, it. They're, they're already putting the primetime slot, right? The 7.30 or whatever. 7.30 so, game. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, they'd have to beat UCLA. Uh, yep. You know, you look at you look at some – I mean, you're going to have – here's some options for that weekend, though. This is what makes it tough. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Oregon, Oregon State, which will have a lot – potentially could have a lot on the line. You're going to have Michigan, Ohio State. That's going to be a big one. You know, uh, the it's – it's going to be tough for me to see that just because I have little faith in ESPN. But to your point, Ryan, they did take one step towards that being an option because mm-hmm. they like to kind of do the thing where it's a game that's going to be on their network and it's the prime time game on their network. So yep. I could see it because now that I look at it, a lot of the big rivalry games that weekend aren't as big. Washington, Washington State's not two ranked teams. Georgia Tech stinks. Clemp, South Carolina is not going to be a big one. LSU, Texas A&M, if LSU, if A&M was as good as people thought they were going to be, that would have been likely the choice. And looking at the rest of them, I mean, I don't, haven't they already done one in Columbus this year or no? Mm. They haven't done one in Columbus yet this year. So they, but, but you're probably going to have Fox doing one from there though, right? The big noon kickoff will probably be from there, right? So, and then what, what channels that game on Ohio state and Michigan it's on Fox. Yeah. Are they going to really want to do game day on the primetime game for Fox? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I think you could be onto something, Ryan. I think you could, as long as USC beats UCLA this weekend, I think you could be onto something about that them setting up for that. 
That's an interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, well done, Ryan. See, I can yeah. be, I can be persuaded. Vince did it once. You've now done it once. Well, well played. Irish to the moon with a super chat. Thank you, sir. If LSU beat Florida State, would their ranking be any different? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think if LSU beat Tennessee, beat Florida State, I think so. I think you could make a case. I think you could make a case that they would be above Tennessee. And I know that Tennessee had the blowout win over them, but I think if they had to beat Florida State, you're talking about their resume being a lot more impressive. Yeah. You know, they've had they had the win over Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. That would help them. And they and and then they would want to set up that possible SEC champ, you know, type of scenario. So um I think I get the point that he's asking because number the team ahead of them is a number five team with one loss that blew them out, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think you probably see it. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put him at ten head of Tennessee even if they did beat Florida State personally. No, but I think no. the, I could see the committee doing it. I wouldn't. I think I'm with Irish Moon. I wouldn't have him up any higher either. I don't think they should be at six. I think they should be lower. But that's just yes, that's just me. You think, they could justif- you think they could justify them over Tennessee in their minds if if they if LSU oh yeah State? you think so yeah mm. yeah mm. yeah I I wouldn't but I could right. see them doing that yeah I could see it because well let's let's look at, let's look at what their resume would be if they had a win over Florida State first of all the Florida State win wouldn't look that great because Florida State wouldn't be ranked they'd be yes. six and four right yep. But yep. you'd have a win over a, a quality Mississippi State team. You'd have a win over Florida, a win over highly ranked Ole Miss, a win over highly ranked Alabama. So you'd have mm-hmm. two better. You'd have two pretty good wins, right? Tennessee right now is hanging their hat on. Right now, Tennessee's hanging their hat on beating LSU and Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, so I. But I could see them doing it. Here's here's the thing, right? Especially with how much recency bias we're seeing in this year's rankings. Yeah, you know, I and. But I personally wouldn't do it. I, I, I'm with Irish Moon, and I and I think that's where you're leaning towards, Ryan. Is I wouldn't yes. do it, but I could see him doing it. And, and if they were smart, they wouldn't do it either. But I don't mm-hmm. think the committee's this year's as savvy as last year's. And what they what I mean by that is they would just leave Tennessee ahead. That way, if LSU beats Georgia, but then LSU gets in as the number two SEC team, right? But if LSU loses to Georgia, then it's a much easier to slide Tennessee from five to four depending on how other things go. So if they were smart, they would leave LSU behind them, even if LSU had the only, only had the one loss. But mm-hmm. I, I would contend that if LSU only had one loss, they probably would have lost another game to somebody else. So that's just me. Yeah. Maltavius, thank you for the super chat, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. A screen or shovel to Tyree would have been too simple, right? I know, right? Like it's so – I mean, they did throw the little quick rear, wheel route, but how, how about that? The only time they give Chris Tyree a ball in space in this game is at the five-yard line, you know. <laughs> like how about at the 50 yard line or how so, about in this or how about yeah how about in the second half you run the same concepts yeah. like yeah. yeah when everyone's blitzing was everywhere. was game day at in, in week one at the notre dame game were they at that's, were they in that's south what they were saying i i guess they were I, guess. I thought they were somewhere else that weekend i i, I you mean I, in ohio I, state in columbus right yeah I, I didn't think i didn't think they were there game day Let's see here. Uh, see, is there like a schedule for where game day has been? No, they were there in September second. I don't remember them being or September third. I don't remember them being there. So let's see. They've been at. Uh, they were at Alabama the next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. Okay, so here's what messed me up, Ryan. Mm-hmm. So I thought I remembered them being in Pitt in the opener. That's what I was. Remember they were at Pitt for the opener, but that was for the. 
That was for week zero. They were at Pitt two weeks before or two days before for that for that uh, uh, what do they call that rivalry? The Pitt West Virginia rivalry. And then two days Back later they had another one. At, that's right. Then the two days ball. later they were in, in Columbus. So I thought the one on the first was the only one they had. I did not remember that one. They were at Texas for Alabama, Texas. They were in Boone for App State Troy, Knoxville for mm-hmm. Tennessee, Florida, Clemson for the Clemson NC State game, Kansas and TCU. They've been in Knoxville twice this year. That's interesting. They were they've been in Austin twice this year, Athens. So they have no problem going to the same place twice. But I think to your point, though, I, I do I think your 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 thing is smart that uh I could see them well not wanting to to hype up the game that's not even on their network as far as being the, the you know the prime time the place they are. So that's interesting. Right. So but they may be forced to do that or go somewhere random if UCLA beats USC this weekend. Hmm. Could be. Could so, be. So that'd be interesting. I, I personally don't care where. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would rather see USC lose and then yeah. not have game day than have game day there. I don't ever go to that. I've never well, been to I've, a game day set uh, ever. I, I want I want Desmond Howard to be there. So just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Gabrick got upset with me. We're talking about Big Ten West guys. He said, uh, uh, "That's a mistake, Brian. I will win the West just to piss us off because we we've, we've had we'd have to watch Spencer Pet- Petrus play football in the Big Ten championship. That would be so ugly. Yes, that would be so ugly. That'd be might be. I, I was I was actually talking about Spencer Petrus earlier, Brian, because I was just I was talking to a, a scouting buddy, and I was like, you know, he's going to be at one of these low level All Star games because he's big and white from mm-hmm. Iowa. Yeah. Like he's going to be there, man. He's like, so he's bad. Gonna, he's really he's bad. so awful, so <laughs> awful. Last question here. This is an interesting mm-hmm. one, Ryan. Um, yeah, we haven't really addressed this a lot because I just don't know how to address it really. Tommy yeah. Gunn says, "B Ryan, if UVA cancels the rest of their season, I wouldn't blame them for it. How does the ACC handle that for the last two games? Who are the last two opponents, and how could those affect those teams? So, the only, as far as the only, I mean, they don't play anybody that this, that it would impact. Right. So that's that would be. I mean, they don't play Clemson, they don't play North Carolina. The reality is, is the the title game has already been set for the ACC. It really doesn't matter if UVA plays or not. They play Coastal Carolina this weekend." and then they play at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Have they announced if they're going to cancel the game or not yet? I haven't heard anything about I that. I haven't yet. heard anything either. I, I mean, with two games left and they're not bowl eligible, I, I couldn't blame them. I mean, I wouldn't blame no. them. I mean, you're talking I, about I three, actually... three of your teammates were murdered. I, I, I mean, I could also see the kids saying, hey, we're going to play for them. Like, mm-hmm. I could see that. We're going to play for them. They would want us to play. And yeah. probably be right, and and we're gonna play inspired football and end our season on a strong note. I could see that, I could yeah. see that. But if the school and the team decided not to play, I could see that. I mean, I could, I would, I wouldn't fault them at all. At one, I'm bit. Try- I mean, I'm trying to like put my put myself in. You know, I'm trying to have some empathy and trying to put myself in one of the players' positions. Right, like. I don't know if I'd be able to play, man. I would just be like mentally wrecked. I think like it would just be tough. But you know, yeah. whatever they decide to do, I hope it's just like a unified decision, you know, and it's something uh, they yeah. believe in. I it's... hope it's the player's decision. Exactly. I exactly. hope the school has enough sense to sit down with those kids, talk to them. Hey guys, this is your team. This was yeah. their team. What do you guys want to do? 
yeah. and let them let them talk it out and then come to a team decision. Um, but like, so like you remember when, I don't know how old you were when nine 11 happened. You weren't very old. I would imagine like mm-hmm. what, like 11 or something like that. But that was my, yeah. my first year coaching. I was at Wittenberg and, and we played that weekend and it was our mm-hmm. only loss of the regular season. Most people canceled, but they didn't cancel ours. And I mean, our kids just, our kids couldn't focus. Our kids yep. just the whole, it was a, we had one good moment of practice that week and it was the, the day that it happened. We practiced that day. And so we're by Wright Pat at Wright, Wright Patterson Air Force Base. And mm-hmm. I believe they, one of the, one of the main planes that the, the Air Force has went up whenever there's like a big thing, it just goes up and then it's got its fighter protection. And I guess it was a, it was a right pat. And so we're at practice and all of a sudden this big air force one looking plane kind of flies over and it's got these, it's got like a fighter jet escort and our head coach brought us together and he just gave this like, you know, we're the America, we're going to bounce, you know what I mean? And all that, you know, kind of thing. Our kids were hyped up and for the next half hour, man, our kids were fired up. But I mean, as you got away from that raw, I mean, you can only do that speech so many times in the course of a week. Yeah. You know, and that was on a Tuesday morning. Because if you remember Monday night, the Broncos and Giants, I'll never forget the, the Broncos and Giants played Monday night football that week. And because I, mm-hmm. I remember it because Ed McCaffrey broke his leg in that game. And mm-hmm. then the next morning is when 9 11 happened. And we played that weekend, and our kids were just, and, and none of our kids knew anyone that lost their lives in that. I couldn't imagine this. I, could, I couldn't imagine what these kids are going through. I can't. I mean, this. This is their brother. This is their team. I mean, these are guys that they sweat, they bleed, they cry, they you know battle with, and to see it happen that way, I I mean, I I'll praise them to high heaven if they choose to play, and I'll respect the heck out of it, and I won't have any ill feelings at all towards them if they decide not to play, especially yep. being three and seven, and they're not. It's not like they're going to a bowl game. Yep. It's just, man. I I personally don't yeah. think I'd be able to do it. I just don't like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I'm not in well, teams, but like, I would have been like, I don't know if yeah. I do this guys. Like, I don't know. I just it's think it tough. would depend on the play, the other, the other players. Like, I think it comes down yeah. to like, like if a couple of those guys were like big leaders and just, you know, great workers and like, you know, guys that they all, you know, I could say, Hey, look, we're going to do that for them kind of sure. thing. You know? And I think that would be, that would be the only reason that I would play is like, we're going to do this for them. You know, because we're not gonna we're not gonna quit. We're not gonna give up. We're not gonna let this tragedy knock us down. We're gonna play for them. Right. I could see that, but if they don't do that, nothing wrong with that. I completely understand. Because, like you no. said, Ryan, I can't put myself in their shoes because of you know because I've I lost my best friend, but I was an adult. My best friend was 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 murdered, and I was devastated. But like I, I was an adult. I didn't have a game mm-hmm. to play that weekend. I, I looking back on that time, I I don't know that I could, I don't know that I could have done something that weekend where I needed to be physically and mentally and emotionally locked in. I, I don't as an adult, I couldn't put my, I couldn't imagine what it's like losing three of my teammates that way. I just, yeah, I just, um, yeah, I, I can't see it. I can't see it. We do have another super chat from Pat McMahon. Brian, can I get your quick thoughts on the computer model ranking I posted to the boards earlier? At least there's a full explanation for that one. Uh, Pat, I, I I got your email on this. Let me let me pull it up here real quick because I do want to take a peek at this uh, real fast uh, and and see if I can get a, a glimpse of this. Let me try to find it because I know you put it up. Um, 
me see here real quick. Cause I know you sent me, you sent me the one for last week. Let me, let me take a peek at this, Ryan. Just let me find this real fast. Uh, Pat, what's your, what's your handle on the board? Cause it'd be easier for me to find it that way. Cause I know you put it up today, but we've had a lot of threads on the board today. So let me it's find been it a, here. It's been quick. a busy day on the board. Very busy day. I mean, like I'm already on like page three and there's still stuff up from like this afternoon. So like the, the serious history that I put up this afternoon is still is uh is on page three already. And I put yeah, I put that up later in the day. So I'm trying to find his post. I'll just say this. Normally, I am not a big fan of computer models. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm because Ryan and I think you kind of nailed a reason for it earlier. At some point in time, your eyes have to tell you uh, this is what we see. And I know the numbers say this and the numbers say that, and this thing means this and this thing means that. But I just can't. I personally just can't get into a scenario where I'm I'm going to put all because think of some of the insanity we got with a computer model in the BCS. Oklahoma goes out, gets destroyed in the Big 12 title game, and plays for a championship. You know, like, I just, I can't, I can't, I mean, we've seen so, so way too much just garbage from the BCS. And I know every, every model's different. I get that. But I just, I'm not a big fan of computer models because I also think computer models are flawed. We see it all the time with, like, the SP Plus computer model, right? We see it with other things where it's like this team's six and five. And for whatever reason, the computer loves them for whatever metric that you, that a human puts into the computer model. Cause that's the final thing is every computer model is it's not AI creating the model. It's a human being inputting the data. And it's why you see SEC teams getting way too much love, even if they don't have the non-conference success to back that up. And that's the, that's the problem. You're going to have flaws no matter what, there's no perfect system. But I'm always going to prefer the perfect the system that that has that takes human interaction into account. That's just, you know, that's just that's my issue, right? And once you've created the model, the data for that year, Ryan, um, then you, yeah, hey, you're good. Go do what you got to do. Then I think that you know when you're in that situation and you've created a model, you can't change it when it kicks out flawed information in the middle of the year. So. Um, I'll tell you what, Pat, I will, I appreciate the super chat. I'm going to go try to find that model and engage with you on the message board about it. And I'll, I'll try to find it. So if you can bump it up on the board, that would be great. Cause I'm, I'm having, we, Oh, here it is. Doctor. There we go. I see it now it's on page four. So uh, let me go find that. And I'll, I'll engage in that on the board on that, about that. I'll look through it, kind of grasp it, comprehend a little bit, and then I'll engage it on the board. So uh, I appreciate you doing that, Pat, very, very much. So that's going to do it for today's show, everybody. That was fun. We had some fun tonight, just kind of relaxing, talking ball, talking about the playoff. Uh, I want to thank everybody that was in it with us tonight. We appreciate you. We'll, Ryan, and, oh, I'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Most likely there's a chance we may not have a show tomorrow. just depends on a couple things we're trying to get worked out. There's a chance we may not have a show tomorrow, but we will have the IB Nation Sports Talk show tomorrow for sure. But uh, that's why you need to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button so the, the, and the subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you'll know whether we're going to do a show or not. I'll also let people know on the message board if we will or will not do a show tomorrow. And, of course, I'll put something out on Twitter. So I'm not 100% sure that we're going to do a show tomorrow. We'll have to see. We're just uh, 
there's a lot of things going on for a lot of different people and we may not be able to do a show. And, and honestly, I don't have the voice uh, right now. I've been a little under the weather and uh, my voice a little jacked up to do an entire show by myself. I just don't have that uh, unless I feel better tomorrow. So we'll let you know, but we'll definitely have at least the, the Ivy Nation Sports Talk show tomorrow for sure. And then we'll be back at it on Thursday. So for Ryan and Ryan, I'm Brian. Y'all have a great, great rest of your day. And we will talk to you again soon on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.